0: It's broadcasting
1: soon Welcome everyone. <laughs> a completely unnecessary podcast. Good morning. That sounded like a like a sonic boom for uh, Tuesday, November twenty third, two thousand twenty one. That's Ian Ferguson. Oh, that's me. You got to light all that that uh, that mic. Oh. I'm Pat Contry.
0: On the show today, we'll be talking about uh, fucking lo- stuff. Bobby Kotick. will update you on the Bob the bob Bobster. The Bobster on Activision Blizzard. (laughs) Fucking scumbag. Uh, WB Fighting Game announced? Oh, (laughs) I guess so. Uh, G4 Rockstar putting the trilogy back up. Amika, we got some of that Amika talk for you. We 15th anniversary. We love the Amika talk. Uh, Yeah, so that's what we've got for you. Getting into it. How was your weekend, Patrick? (laughs) Well, Ian, it was fine. Um, uh, First off, I
1: watched the Spider-Man. Uh, no Way Home trailer that you can listen to on the exclusive Patreon podcast, patreoncom podcast. But I had a bad burger week. Ah, I uh, I like my burgers, Ian. I like my burgers a lot. I'm a burger fiend. Yep. What happened? But when I have a bad burger, just tell me. It's not. It's not good. Tell me what happened. You trying to alpha me in my podcast.
0: Tell What's me happened? what happened. I just <laughs> want to know what happened
1: with your burgers. Uh, so I ordered two different types of burgers. Alpha, I put off
0: sigma, beta,
1: gamma trying to cuck me um shit so i ordered from the habit i think it was like tuesday night after the podcast my friend i should have so this is a warning sign i'm not trying to trying to burger shame her but she loves mcdonald's that should have been a warning sign she loves a mcdonald's burger
0: (laughs) actually i think the quarter pounder with cheese is a pretty solid burger ever since they went fresh burger uh, burger mcdonald's went fresh yeah for the for the quarter pound just for one of the burgers (laughs) They have one burger.
1: They went for like, pink slime on the rest. That's a thing. Quarter pounders, but that, fresh burger. but that chemical pink slime taste burger. I want like one a year, just to like. It's almost like you have to get that to fulfill yourself. Just it's a unique taste that McDonald's burger. You agree? Yeah. It's yeah. a very unique mm-hmm. taste. Whatever that meat substance it's, is, it's very specific. But, so, but it's not a good burger. Like you'll die if you have more than like two of those in in, in a month. Um. So I ordered. So she recommended the Habit, which is like a. It's like. A yeah, little, it's all right. Above fast food. Like, good. It wasn't good, though. I did not enjoy the burger. Mm. I, my my stomach didn't reject it. It wasn't like an, an explosive rejection. The gas has bubbled up my stomach, though, where my, it was like, I was bloated for like three hours afterwards. It was like, it was bad. And the fries tasted like nothing. The fries, yeah,
0: th- yeah th- I didn't like the fries, but I
1: thought the burger was pretty good from the habit. Uh, not for the price. Like we're talking, you know, ten dollar burger. Like Wendy's, <laughs> Wendy's is, is Wendy's is like my seven seven out of ten burger that I scale off
0: of. Basically, this the point. problem is is the habit's main burger wants to be in and out, and it's twice the price and is that not is? as good. See, I wish in and out had was on
1: Doordash because because I've only had I only had in and out once and i think it was overly greasy that day i got to try it
0: again i uh, love it enough. out it's not the well, best burger in the world but it's a good burger and it's fucking inexpensive just to let you know wendys is a 7 out of 10 that's my 7 out of 10 burger
1: it's like it's better than average it's, it's pretty good yeah it's not great but it's for the price it's excellent it's good burger for the, for a 5 dollar burger it's outstanding for uh for for fresh meat so that was my first attempt that she recommended i tried again because i originally wanted to do burger lounge I wanted to do Burger Lounge. Burger
0: Lounge is good, too.
1: It wasn't good. It was a 6 out of 10 mm. on my burger scale. The problem with Burger Lounge, it didn't taste fresh. If you told me it was fresh, I wouldn't believe you. The meat didn't taste fresh. The bun was destroyed in the bottom. It was obliterated. They put Thousand Island on it, uh-huh. and I wanted to taste of how it was, it was supposed to be incorporated. You put, just put the lettuce on the bottom to protect the bun. That's the key. You put the lettuce on the bottom to protect that bottom bun. Um, it was obliterated. I got the double, the double with bacon. This is DoorDash prices though, was eighteen dollars. Jesus, yes, that's that's more than a Raglan burger. Yeah, which well, is you, like a nine for a bur- on my burger scale, nine and a half.
0: It's my favorite burger, I think. Right <laughs> <though>? <laughs> like how you said, that it's my favorite burger. Nah, I mean, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking if so, there's maybe a better. I mean, it's that. <sighs> Shake Shack is a real good fast food burger. Never had that one. It's my favorite fast food burger, but Raglan's probably uh, my favorite burger burger. Your favorite burger burger?
1: Burger burger. Yeah, it's up there. So the point is, it can't be more than Raglan, because Raglan, it's less money even with DoorDash. I think it's like $17 in DoorDash for a Raglan mm. burger. For like the hogs and heifer, which of my favorite ones. Then I got the fries. They tasted like bland. There's like no seasoning on them. And they, and they weren't, they were like crispy, but not enough. Then I got the half onion rings. The onion rings were terrible. From Burger, I mean, terrible. Mm -hmm. They were, they were not fully encrusting the the um, the actual onion part of the ring. Fully battered, they weren't fully battered. They were falling out. Mm. They were greasy. I did a half and half. I did half onion ring, half fry combo. Frings. And by the way, um, the more and more I look at it, uh, the Five Guys hype is real. No, it's not. Holy shit! It's a better burger than these ones. Five Guys is trash. It's a better burger than what these two. You got to have our local one. And the fries are the the best fast food fries I've had. The the peanut oil fries are incredible. And for a small, they basically dump the same amount in as a large. It's true. That's how they get you. It's the only reason
0: anyone likes that place.
1: No, it's not the only reason. I like the burger there. It's it's fresh burger. It wasn't fresh, fresh at the fucking habit, I don't think. In Burger Lounge, you'd have to twist my arm. So the point is this. Oh, then I ordered these like... They're, the the Burger has their version of a chicken nugget, but it's not fully breaded. They were like more like grilled. Mm. It was a dollar a nugget. I said, "Oh, for ten dollars, these have to be like chicken tenders." They were nugget sized, ten for ten dollars. Jeez, there was not even a. So I know we're, we're in the point where it's all about oh, g- gastronomy or whatever and like stuff like that. You can't charge eighteen dollars for like a fast food burger. We just can't do that. We're that, that that's Joe Biden's America. I guess that's where we're at. I'm kidding. Uh, but you can't. You got to price your burgers and fries t- to the average Joe. You got to do that.
0: You got to do that. Delivery apps are getting out of hand. They're collapsing. I think is also part of the problem. They're well, starting to charge a lot more than well, the, what you would pay at a restaurant. Well, the restaurants have to charge more to make up for the percentage taken. That's what happens. Right. right. I'm just saying. It seems. Then I feel like they're upping their percentages because I've noticed the price is definitely skewing higher lately. Yeah, more noticeable. Because a Raglan burger in person was only like twelve, thirteen bucks. It's like seventeen dollars on the app.
1: You know, and so it starts to get more out of control when you do that for every single item. So, so yeah, it wasn't a good burger. I had three calibrate my burgers. Like I should, I should ne- have just went Wendy's. I go Wendy's. I'm never, I'm never disappointed when I order Wendy's. Never, never disappointed. Might be
0: time for that one McDonald's cheeseburger every year. Just recap. well, now I want to try their <laughs> calibrate. I want to so try some. their one fresh burger on the menu. Yeah, get the QPC. Why can't they do fresh meat on a Big Mac? Why
1: can they do that? Because it wouldn't taste like what you want it to taste. Well, like. It would taste like that chemical burger. Yeah. That, the Pink Slime
0: Burger. I, uh, Ian, what did you do this weekend? Tried a new Thai place. Tried uh, that soy OB. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, it opened on Cable Street, um, where the uh, subway used to be next to the laundromat. That oh, subway's gone? Yeah, that subway is gone. Which is fine because I think fucking Ocean Beach at one point in time had three subways and it's a seven Did it really? And it's a seven square mile town. It definitely doesn't it definitely had two for a long time with Where it. was the other one? Then? Uh there's one inside uh there's one by the OB Quickmart on um Voltaire down by L. Okay, wait towards the end. Yeah. Okay. By, by like li- by, by, by Dog store?
1: Beach. By that liquor store that was in that the, the Super Bowl commercial.
0: Yeah. Um so uh no it was really good. Um I had uh I I I've just been craving Thai food for like days and days. Got one of those green papaya salads. It was really tasty. Green papaya uh, salad. Some of the best mock duck I've ever had. Oh. Um I think they make it there or at least they prepare it very different. It was super tasty. In a while I had mock duck. That was good. Um also finished watching uh it's amazing to me how many like TV shows are brought into existence and continue to exist for multiple seasons that you hear no one talk about. I told you about the the, 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 the minehunter show. that never know yeah. existed. It was outstanding. So, uh, Vani and I—this was not exactly outstanding—but Vani and I watched uh, the Runaways, which was uh, based on a Marvel property. Um, it was a Marvel comic book about kids fighting their parents. Some of them have superpowers. They run away. Kind of mutants. Uh, I mean, they're mutants. Kind of. Oh, yeah, this was on, like, an offshoot channel I never heard of. I, yeah, I don't know what channel it was like on. Cloak and
1: Dagger came back as a show, and I'm like, what channel is this on?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, in fact, there's a crossover Cloak and Dagger and like, uh, Runaways episode in the last season of The Runaways.
1: Say what you, sell, say what you will about. Like DC movies, their their TV is. No, this like is attacks. this
0: is Marvel stuff. Uh, That's my point. Oh yeah,
1: the DC TV stuff all fits together. The Marvel oh,
0: yeah. stuff they don't care about at all. Well, it, it, at it's all. funny. Like the, you have your prestige Marvel, like you, you know you had like the fucking uh, Daredevil and and that sort of stuff. that Netflix like TV Marvel, but even that. But then you have the, there there is there is a whole level of Marvel TV shows that that were just they didn't care about. Well, but they feel like the DC ones to me. Like they're they're kind of cheesy. They're definitely made for TV they're cheap and that's what Runaways was but like I actually ended up I watched the first season with Bonnie and we just kind of like fell off of it and then she started watching the second season and I I resisted it no uh, the fourth season got cancelled so the last episode of season three was a quick. We've got to end it, sort of episode, but it was. Oh, really? Just yeah. they, they just ended it. At yeah. least they had an ending, but it was like rushed. Yeah, it was cute. They addressed some things that obviously they would have addressed had they had more oh, time. So that was on Hulu. Okay, so that's yeah. on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, so we finished it, and it was just so, like it was. It's one of those shows where, like, the the whole time I'm watching it, it's like I could forget about this show and not feel bad about it, but you keep watching it anyway. I think it's funny that.
1: Disney probably said, because Disney owns Hulu now. Yeah. They're probably like, no, this isn't what we like. The, probably, they probably started making that during, when you know, when Fox was still around. They're like, we're going to consolidate with Disney Plus. We don't want any Marvel thing on there. That's probably what they thought. We don't want, this doesn't fit into our
0: sort of Marvel, you know, Disney Plus stuff. Well, I, the thing is, I'm trying to think because. What the I, hell was Cloak and Dagger on now? I, I I would guess that that got canceled too. Oh, I, I guarantee you. But like, what was it on? What Hulu, I think. Vani and I two watched seasons. it on Hulu. It was two seasons. Oh, so it only got two seasons? No, sorry, Ian. it was on Freeform. I
1: couldn't tell you if I even have Freeform. As in, that Freeform? What is Free?
0: What is Freeform? It was on Hulu too. It had to have been because Vani and I watched it. I don't know what the fuck Freeform is, and we it, certainly, yes. we certainly did not download an app to watch one episode of Clooney. Freeform and
1: is an American multinational basic cable channel owned by ABC, a subsidiary. So, like, it, it, it's a channel. It, Freeform TV. All right. Anyways. That's why I never saw it, and I like—I used to like reading *Cloak and Dagger*. Yeah, I used to like reading it back when I was—it was probably a little too dark and violent for seven-year-old, eight-year-old Pat. But it was—it was—it was different. The crossover episode was really cheesy, so they had their own crossover, and there was so a, it's yeah. not even like the MCU cross—it's like not even the the Netflix
0: crossover because it, it's like the freeform Hulu. <laughs> The second half of uh, the third season of Runaways in particular is pretty bad, and that's like right where the crossover episode oh is God. It's just. <laughs> it's putting out its misery. But, anyways, it was. Uh- you know, I ended up watching it all the way through. I ended up getting attached to the characters in some way, shape, or form. So something to be said about that. So that's what you did, Ian. Yep, that's what I did. Uh, Bobby Kotick uh, shit, continuously shit the bed over the weekend you know and what? continued to. Well, I guess I guess the reports were off about Activision
1: not knowing what Blizzard was doing in terms of the sexual harassment stuff.
0: Yeah. was like, shit. oh, it's
1: separated. Apparently not according to the news in the past week or so.
0: Well, they, they also, they, so initially they tried to say that it was more of a Blizzard thing than an Activision thing. And then they tried to say that the higher ups didn't know anything. Yes, yeah, that was it. a big key. like they didn't really know what, what was going on. But the Wall Street Journal reported that that's absolutely not the case. And that. Shocked, but not surprised. Bobbert Kottick, um, Bobbert, what's called? Knew pretty much everything about it. So he was getting informed. Yeah, he was getting informed. Um, In some instances, it says he was even uh, participated in, you know, uh, abuse and harassment. Um, And uh, people have called for it, started with Polygon. I believe it was the Polygon article that started with it uh, calling for his resignation, basically just saying he needs to resign. Uh, The board backed him up and said that they still have faith in uh, old Bobby. Um, But it's looking like, um, I don't know. It, it looks like the will of the, the people might be speaking here. We have uh, comments from Jim Ryan coming out of Sony uh, condemning it. You have comments from Microsoft. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. And we, then we re-examine our relationship. Yep. And then Doug Bowser. Um, this is all important to know. However, unless they really actively say they're going to do something, it's well, just it's just words. Well, the, the,
1: the stock has taken a hit. Um, and money talks, and then if there's even a threat of saying, "Well, get your act together, or we won't feature your game," or whatever, it's a lo- money talks. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So, so with all this bad word of mouth from the three major video game companies um he's going to be gone i think like there's no way well like pre-
0: you said these comments coming uh, out this way and then having them be leaked documents but having the companies readily confirm them when they're approached with this stuff stuff that they would never yes. do with any other leaked document yeah. um it it like you said uh, before we started recording uh, it's pretty clear that Bobby's not there. well loved. Yeah, they don't want him there. This is a, this um, isn't a guy who who is loved throughout the industry he, yeah. and had a couple missteps. No, no one's coming no. to his aid no except for his except for people who are financially benefiting no. from him. These aren't
1: even neutral. Usually a company will be neutral. It's like, "Oh, right. these are unfortunate rumors. We'll see if there's an investigation. These are like, "Oh, we have to re- re-examine our relationship." That's pretty that's as strong as a company's going to say that, "Get your shit together." For you know, like a
0: publicly traded company to say that. So, uh, Bobby, uh, had the, who, who is an adult man fucking goes by Bobby. Sorry. Um, or or Tommy, whatever. So let's, let's, let's just
1: recap some of the stuff that Bobby did. According to the uh, wall street journal. Yeah. Uh, There's from the verge recap in 2006, one of his assistants complained that he had harassed her, including by threatening in a voice note to have her killed. According to people familiar with the matter, it was settled out of court. Another he was sued by the flight attendant on a private jetty co-owned. The flight attendant claimed the pilot, plane's pilot had sexually harassed her, and after she complained to the other owner, Mr. Cotick fired her. The defendants denied the allegations. In a separate action related to legal fees in the case, an arbitrator, citing what he was said was sworn testimony, wrote that mister Coddock told the flight attendant and her attorneys, I'm going to destroy you. Sounds like a great guy. No wonder these other companies are probably like this guy's just a fucking douchebag, probably even on calls to us. We want this guy out, you know. Uh, in 2008, they settled by paying the flight attendant 200,000, according to the arbitrator's decision. A spokesperson for Mr. Kotick said he couldn't have fired her in retaliation for complaining because she never complained directly to him. So this guy's just a, a piece of work, uh, obviously. Yeah, just and, a big and, shitty and, guy. And these are, if these are the three things we know about because they, there was some legal ramifications. Then you know, smoke, smoke and fire, sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think there'll be movement. The, the stock's already gone down a bit. You know, I, I'll be surprised if he lasts out the the week. It's just shocking that the board would come out and say, "Yeah, we support." Is not reading the writing on the wall.
0: Activision um, has has done nothing but prove itself. Fucking behind the times. It has tried like two or three times during this to release these statements that are like, <gasps> "We are an industry," and it's like you can't. This is not this is you not fucking 1999. You can't come out with a statement that's going to get it's. published in a video game magazine. Everyone's going to read it and then forget about it. It's the front page news every day. It's people in their ivory towers. It's the the board
1: the board these are people with lots of money. People on the board, they don't they don't keep track of what's going on in the ground. They don't care. Right. They have too much money and it, and and for them it's like, well, whatever. Let them eat cake. And that's what it is. I can't I mean, yeah. They they all they're all friends with each other obviously. They all uh, hobnob you have to be friendly to, to i can't believe I can, yeah the board thing would have been like this is your chance this is your chance to throw them off and people would be like good for you activision board like good right like, he's going to be gone you he can't like the stock is you can't have relationships with the three companies be bad the three, the three i mean this is a money thing yeah that's what it comes down to so yeah it sucks but we get you, you put a timer on this I don't know. We'll percentage we'll see if he's gone by the week, gone by Christmas,
0: week. gone by Christmas. I feel like, yeah. Give
1: him his, li- but he'll have his little golden parachute. He'll leave with like oh, 15, $20 million. He's extra. not
0: going to face any consequences. No one ever does in America. I'm going to
1: destroy you, flight attendant. That's already poor. I'm going to destroy you. Oh my god. Um, yeah. There's other stuff in this uh, version right up because the Wall Street Journal one could be paywalled. I don't know. Uh, sometimes they paywall some of this stuff. I feel like I should throw him some bucks, Wall Street Journal.
0: They do a good job on some of this stuff. Well, uh, I was going to say, you know, the WB's got a Smash Brothers game coming out. Sorry. We'll glitch there for a second. You glitched out? Bing, bang, boom. Uh, yeah, so it was leaked a, a couple months ago. I think uh, pictures were going around showing a yet another uh, Smash Brothers type game. So Nickelodeon mished, mashed all of its characters together. And you were disappointed. I oh, mean, it's fun. It's you just like
1: there was no no
0: voices. No voices It's real bad. It's bad
1: for cartoon characters. Not that voices.
0: Yeah, it's awful. Um, then uh, we started seeing pictures of a WB one, and there was like pictures of Tom and Jerry, uh, Batman. Uh, and a couple other ones down below. And now mm-hmm. it looks like it's officially announced. Uh There's a Twitter... Uh, uh, there's some Twitter stuff going on. Uh Bugs Bunny is missing from Looney Tunes Twitter. Tom and Jerry is missing from Tom and Jerry Twitter. Apparently they're going to probably show up uh in some sort of, you know, oh, brawling God. arena. Oh, my God. Some sort of brawling place. Oh, God. Uh I mean, here's um, the thing. I, I love these types of games, and, like, some oh, of these people would be fun, but... It's, it within Nicktoons, like it feels like it's already kind of a universe. But you know, this you know, is just mixing the weirdest shit. We're going to have okay. Steven Universe characters, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, because Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, and even Gandalf and Superman, because they have uh, DC characters. Uh, they have the Lord of the Rings characters. I, I mean, it's anything everything got, but everything but Harry Potter.
1: Probably because those rights are probably sequestered away uh kind of separately cuz they had the rights to the movies but they probably don't on the rights to put in a game. So like that's what Warner Brothers owns. Like, those are their big properties. Yeah, yeah. That's basically it. Harry Potter, uh DC uh I guess I guess Looney Tunes stuff
0: and Tom and Jerry. Like that's their uh Batman, uh we could get some Blade Runner characters in Blade there. Um Run- <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat. Okay, but they already have Mortal they already have literally a DC versus Mortal Kombat, don't they? Yeah, but not a Smash Brothers. Oh. <laughs> so you could throw some more. And they had the Injustice fighting games. So, so like uh, Scoob? Scooby-Doo? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. They're going to have Scooby. They're definitely going to have, have, have some Scooby. Scooby. They're have some Scoob. Um, Who else they got you? Who else is Warner Brothers' own? Lego Movie. The, the, oh. Happy Feet Franchise. Uh, but they don't own Lego, though. They, do, but they don't own the rights to no. Lego. Uh, House of Wax, uh, that <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> so here's the point. This jo- Johnny Quest? The point is, is if half of your roster already... I want, I want fucking
1: Johnny Quest. If half of your roster already pre-exists in their own fighting games, being the, the DC characters... National Johnny Lampoon. Okay. Where you get Chevy Chase and Griswold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think we're already two games in we 're not even counting the failed the, Sony failed to do their own so, Sony failed to do their failed on oh that. yeah that did not work out failed for them. so and that was the only big try but there's there was an independent one I saw that that didn't there's do a couple well. of independent ones that do all right the point is I think you have to have the right mixture of not just the universe characters have to mesh well and people have to there has to be big enough fans of all of them. So the reason that, obviously, Smash Brothers worked because they are video game characters to begin with. They are video game characters. It makes sense to play video game characters. It doesn't make as much sense um, to play... I guess playing as Gandalf could
0: be fun. I guess. But but it doesn't make sense to have Gandalf fight Bugs Bunny. Like this, it doesn't make This, <laughs> to sense. me, makes more sense, would make more sense if they just focused and honed in on the Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, that makes kind of sense. would make more sense.
1: I was gonna say there was the the Tom and Jerry game. Uh, there was the one on the N64. And there was also one on the Nintendo. So like a couple on the Game Boy but Advance. There, there's, is there enough Tom and Jerry characters to, to, to keep doing it? Probably not. That's why you know the Tom and Jerry verse. There's like six characters. There's the dog. There's the, the little mouse, dog.
0: There's the mouse. The mouse. The baby mouse. Running out already. There's <laughs> not as much characters. Yeah. Uh, the the white cat with the lipstick. Oh, the female cat. Is you is or is you ain't my baby? Oh, yeah. That's right.
1: Tom was always lusting after. That's right. So that's not not a, not a lot there in the universe. Anyway, so, so we're not excited about this? No. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be soulless just like the... Will, will, will it be a Shaggy and Scooby combo? No, they got to separate them out. There's not enough characters. There's not enough characters. I'm just shocked that it showed how small the number of characters that had to include three superheroes in it. Three of them like they should be sequestered that they're they have their own games already that they're in their own fighting games doesn't make any sense to do that it doesn't (sighs) to me you're gonna say well pat you got fighting characters in smash brothers but yeah but they're like such a small part of the roster and the game's been out for like for 30 20 20 years before they put those people in so it's you know
0: it's different (sighs) analog pocket shipping in december it's good news uh oh, oh, What big big news?
1: Why is that big news again? Because because people assumed it wouldn't because of all the other delays. To,
0: uh, I things. I was ready to just assume. Yeah, it you were throwing you're casting up aspersions. Um, not not what? because of analog themselves, but simply because something happened with the uh. Evercade, Verse, something happened with the Playdate, Ever, something Evercade Verse are ready to come in. They're like stuck no, on a ship. Well, it, something yeah. happened with the uh, Steam Deck. Um, I, I think a lot of this, so I wasn't thinking that it wouldn't be ready. I was thinking something was going to happen with shipping. Okay, because, F- fair enough. Because, I mean, there's been fair lots enough. and lots of shipping problems. Sure. So, my yeah, I, it, it wasn't that I didn't think it was a finished product. It's that I assumed shipping would, would carry it over until January. Um, I'm very excited about that. Uh, my, it it ships on the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I go out of town on the seventeenth. So if you know anyone listening well, at analog wants to maybe. <laughs> Oh, you want it early? Do you want, to <laughs> you want ship that it? out to me so I can do well, a review. L-
1: l- look at look at what they say. We understand that some of you will be away during the holiday season with yes. preferred delivery in the New Year. With this in mind, we are offering to hold your package over the holiday period and start shipping on January third. If you cannot accept delivery between the fourteenth and December thirtieth, you should request a hold for your order. You can also request a hold with the U.S. Postal Service. So, yeah. But the point, the fact is that they're offering themselves to hold it. That's nice. I know. No? It is nice. Um, please reply to the email or to contact support. Uh, yeah. This is great news. I I, 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 it's almost like a pleasant surprise. to A lot of people because they didn't do an update. They're like, okay, that's already three weeks from now. Yeah, that's three weeks from today. Yep, um, so that's great. Very excited about it. And you get, and you're in the first batch. Pat's, I'm in the second batch. No, that's right. Yeah, little bummed that uh, I didn't. Get no, it. not in the I, second batch. There is no second batch. I, yeah. I, I was, I got up ten minutes
0: too late. I got up on the couch and it was sold out. That's right. I'm in the second batch of Playdate. That's yes. right. Um. What was I going to say, though? Didn't grab the Game Boy, uh, not the Game Boy, the Game Gear adapter. I wish I had. Um, so, yeah. That's the only one available right now. It's a Game Gear one. Right. Or uh, was available. Right. So, but yeah, It's the only one that was put up yet. Oh, boy. Do I want to play some Links and Turbo games on this? But I'm definitely ready uh, for this. Would love to be able to take it on my trip to Buffalo. We'll see if I get lucky. Uh, would, that would definitely put it through its paces. So that's shipping in December. You know what's also shipping in December? Uh, stuff at ultimate
1: nintendo dot com. Books will be shipping December. Uh RBI baseball stickers are shipping. Enamel pins with our cute faces on, them, or just a big pax pick pax, pick pixel, pixel pat, pat mushroom head pat. For all your holiday gifting needs. And we have t-shirts. We still have some t-shirts. We left. do. Just slap we, us on your chest. We'll do a sale for Black Friday on the T shirts. Wink. Wink. At ultimate nintendo dot com. I'm gonna be on uh well yeah, going to be on Twitch on Wednesday, twitch.tv slash country code. Uh, then I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Pat I did a wedding anniversary uh, last week. Ten-year wedding anniversary. Ah, it's very nice. Nice. Thank you for, for bringing me into your matrimony. Makes me feel special. <laughs> Makes me feel good. G4 is returning, Ian. Or oh, it's returned. It's, got, it's returned. It's on. Blah, blah. Take it away, Pat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never watched G4. I, I've uh, never seen anything on G four. So, it uh, was popular at a time where I like. It seemed like G four got popular at the time where a lot of people had started to like kind of stop doing the cable in two thousands to late two thousands. Yeah, people started to move away from cable, and I just thought it was strange that Frank watched
1: G four more than me.
0: Yeah, and I'm not right. saying.
1: I mean, half that was probably Olivia Munn. I'm not going to lie, and, and whoever else was, whoever else was, was hosting, you know, X Play. I'm sure there was a there was someone else cute uh, on X Play. So. So this is this is interesting because this is uh, going to be returning uh, to cable networks as well as uh, Twitch. So, that, so they know that they're smart they're hitting. You can't just return to just cable. No. Especially no way for, you could do such Especially that. for gamers, especially as a lot of people, uh, if they cut uh, the cable cords, they, they they might have, you know, Sling or like I have YouTube TV. They got to get their, their name out there, though. So this is going to be on, on real cable networks as well. Uh, Verizon Fios, Cox. Uh, Xfinity TV, uh, Philo, and Twitch. That's where it's returning to. So they have uh, their lineup of games coming back. Um, excuse me, games uh, of, of shows. They're going to have uh, Attack of the Show coming back. X-Play, of course, those are the two big ones. They're going to have a Dungeons and Dragons uh, show. Maybe you'll check that out. Esports award show. Uh, and so it looks like they're they're doing uh, going to be like they have a launch schedule that's happening. It uh, started last week. So they're back. And our pal uh, Gerard
0: is part of G four. Yeah, that's the exciting thing. It's cool to see him get that opportunity. Yeah. Best of luck. Best
1: of luck. Were you shocked about this Nintendo newsie? I was. I was kind of surprised. Came out of
0: nowhere. Out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know a whole whole lot about the Smash Brothers scene, um, but. Nintendo, one of the big complaints against Nintendo from people uh, who play Smash Brothers is that Nintendo has never really shown any interest in competitive Smash. They haven't
1: cultivated it. They've just sent cease and desist when people were using, you know, modded uh, versions with like, you know, better, better net code and things like that. And that's basically what, that's basically when Nintendo
0: gets in the news for this stuff. It's like, yeah, they, they, they've come down on people running a smash tournament yeah um it's it's funny i know that nintendo and, and sakura and the people who've developed it you know it's it's always been kind of like a party game to them but hey if people are taking your game seriously and that's who's you know buttering your bread uh you might want to look into it you know into supporting that and nurturing that and helping that grow so uh the first officially licensed smash brothers tournament is coming in 2022 um there are going to it's going to be for super smash brothers ultimate and super smash brothers melee i think that's the even more interesting thing um because uh, nintendo never gives a shit about their i mean their legacy stuff there's no reason for them with that because they don't make any money on it anymore. So that's right. What, that's what the the big. That's why it's big. So, um, I mean, it's just big that it's like it, it, it's sponsored in and of itself. But the fact that you know it's a melee tournament as well, um, I bet you if if ultimate wasn't there, they would not have been. Sponsoring oh no! Oh no! 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 That. No! This no, they're no. like this is uh, they realize, hey, they okay. Re- sure. <laughs> yeah, they realize
1: no one plays brawl, but yeah, they got to do their current product. They have to. Well, people play the current product. They definitely do. Brawl is but the weak one, but yeah. it's not a tournament thing like melee.
0: It's awesome. So melee's the me, melee's the game du jour. I don't know. The new that's one's been it. pretty popular for the tournament. It's always been melee. Been been huge. It's, I'm just saying. I know it has, but recently people have definitely played lots of the current ones. I it's not know, like they don't but play historically, it. Historically, it's yes. been melee. Yes, for 20 years. Anyway, so, so uh,
1: yeah, that's. I love the, the original. The original's fantastic, but it's I guess, you know it's less characters and whatever. Uh, it's not as polished though. Uh so people, people are, are the announcements were funny because the tweets are funny about this. So anyway, this is run by Panda Global, the first officially licensed circuit for Ultimate and for Melee to North America. Details released soon. So, um, I think I think this this must have been Nintendo America probably twisting Japan's arm. Like, I on, have a you feeling you got to do this. Yep, come on. We're, we're not just we don't lose as bad we're leaving some money on the table and it's it's they're doing marketing for us for free basically clearly it's leaving just, money it, on or, the table or even if it's not even if they're just it's like come on we're it's minimal amount of effort for good for a lot of goodwill that's all it is and yes they're probably gonna not allow modded versions of their games to be played but maybe it encourages Nintendo to come up with better f- fixes on their own I'm just saying maybe in a perfect world maybe maybe. The first response was, partnering with the company that's killing your own community. Yes. Excited for Melee to be an objectively worse version than what it should be, and for uh, PM to be treated like Voldemort. Exactly what I wanted. The next response was, if only N- Nintendo never existed, imagine how big the Melee community would be. Tongue-in-cheek, but true. It's just like, they made the games you love, but yes, they, they have come down a little harshly uh, here and there. Absolutely. No one's arguing that no. uh, for shutting down tournaments here and there. So I guess we'll see what happens with it. I don't know much about this Smash Uh you know, the smash scene, but I'm, I'm sure it, this made waves, you know,
0: right? That's right. The, uh, original Grand Theft Auto trilogy, um, was now put back on steam. <laughs> <laughs> like when, uh, oh, in, it's on steam. Uh, I'm pretty just, sure that's what it was. Not just consoles. Uh, I thought it was on steam.
1: I don't know about steam. It was, it was too, um, it was put up on there. Oh, now it's all platforms. They updated yeah. it. Oh, it was an, oh, an update tour our update. So th- there was obviously <laughs> huge backlash. We did a segment about on it, or should have been its own segment, about how awful the definitive uh, GTA trilogy re- release has has gone. Yeah, I mean, broken game, broken game, uh, awful graphics, the rain, blinding rain effects. of and people were like, "This is horrible. It's unfinished." And this is Rockstar, one of the biggest game companies on the planet, doing this. And on top of that,
0: (laughs) to the license that made them who they
1: are. Yes. Oh, I like Manhunt. Uh, And and I like State of Emergency. (laughs) No one likes State of Emergency. (laughs) It was okay, that first game. Um, They do more than one? But the problem was this is that they took off the original versions of the game, which is not just bad for game preservation. What if I just wanted to play the original ones? I know I would have no problem playing the PS2 versions of these games today.
0: What if you shit the bed and dropped the ball like we expected you all to and we wanted to play the games like as they were meant to be played? Um, yeah, so, so they had to come out and address this. On the they addressed second. it. Uh, the first paragraph, uh, first sentence is just very special. We all know how I love corporate speak. Um, hi, everyone. We want to provide an update regarding the unexpected technical issues that came to light as part of the launch of Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. Unexpected? unexpected technical issues? You fucking played it! You made it! You had no QA? You shit it out of your butt! It came out of <laughs> your butt, and it was bad.
1: You saw it. This is a case of, like I said, they didn't care enough about it. They thought people will just like it no matter what. I don't know why there was no quality control. No quality control at Rockstar. Like that's like, the weird thing to to, to to think about when you hear that. You know, traditionally the games have come out and people are like, "Okay, this is pretty good." You know, this is this is completely. You know, it's it's there. Yeah, there's a day one patch now on Red Dead Two, or whatever. But like, there's not like broken Rockstar games traditionally. Then now you have a broken game that made your made your company the powerhouse. <laughs> it's the three games that did, but obviously the whatever the GTA three trilogy did. Um, we want to sincerely apologize to everyone who has encountered issues. The series uh, the, the, all the, and the games that make up this iconic trilogy are as special to us as we know they are to fans from the world. The updated versions of the classic games did not launch in a state that meets our own standards of quality. Then why did they launch at
0: all? Yeah. Someone's head has, has to, to roll. roll. Many I mean, have to. Many, many people showed active disdain for consumers in this process. Someone said this is ready to go out. Someone made that decision. Was it the fact that you
1: you needed this out before Christmas to make money? Like, was is that yeah. why? Like, why was the decision made? Someone th- said, don't care, release it, we'll weather the th- storm and fix it later. This is literally a year after the CJ uh, CD Project Red debacle. Just about a year.
0: A year after the CEO uh-huh. of Rockstar came out and made a statement on Twitter, or, or I made a statement somewhere, I saw it on Twitter, about the... Uh, Um, about how bad that was, about how you can't do that.
1: They're going to put out a new update in the coming uh, days for all versions. In the meantime, it says it pains to hear us hearing reports that members of our development team being harassed on social media. Don't harass people about a game. You can complain about a game. Don't harass the people making the game, though. Uh, So yeah, so don't do that. Um, So what they're going to be doing, they're going to try to make it up to you. They're going to do what they should have done. We'll be adding the PC, classic PC versions of the three GTA games back to the Rockstar store shortly as a bundle. Rockstar are not Steam. Uh, additionally, everyone who has purchased GTA the Trilogy uh, through June thirtieth of next year, through June thirtieth, will receive the classic versions as well in the Rockstar Games Launcher library at no additional cost. That's a good that's goodwill to do that. That's good. Sure. Someone like me might want to then purchase them to have them on my PC, and I'll get hopefully upgraded versions that are playable in the future. Like that's you should have done that originally, to be honest. You should have had them included originally. Or as a bundle price, an add-on. Five bucks, we add on the originals, whatever, to like the new, whatever. You should have done that. And then also, the other update is um, the definitive version is now live across all platforms, including uh, Switch. So, uh, but, yeah, an update. an that was the update. I didn't see anything about this coming to Steam, though, I'm putting them back on uh, Steam. I think they have their own launcher, I guess. Yeah, I, I searched for the GTA games a few days ago. I didn't see them on Steam. I mean, the, three, the, the these games aren't. The four and five are. That the GTA trilogy, these games are not on Steam. So okay. they're, they're separate from Steam. They don't like that 30% Steam. You gotta do better. You gotta come you gotta come <laughs> down to 15%, 20%, 12%, like epic game stores. You gotta do better. It's capitalism. So the, the, the point is this again, this should never have gotten to this point, especially with games that are as beloved. And as famous as as these games, you can get the first Grand Theft Auto on Steam though. Oh yeah, you can get you can get everything but three. You can get one, two, four, and five. They skipped over three, four.
0: three Vice City, and San. I call three
1: the three trilogy. I sure. call them whatever. The same engine. That was a great time for Rockstar, wasn't it? And They were still doing Midnight Club games. Oh no, like I said, year. I've seriously
0: never fucking played a minute of that. You've series. never played? I've never played a minute of it. What? All right, we're moving on to the main podcast, Ian. Yeah, we're on our way.
1: Ian, it was a uh, banner day for Intellivision. They did the first of what's going to be uh, a- getting it out of my system. The first of many deep dive gameplay videos um, came out and was quickly unlisted within two hours and then privated and then re uploaded a second time. Then down, deleted then again. It deleted again and re uploaded for a third time. We'll, we'll get into that though. We'll get into what the hell happened there. So, uh, Battle Tanks was uploaded tank battle battle tanks uh, originally battle tanks battle tanks was uploaded this was a game this is an overhead combat style game i think it's based upon uh there was a triple action pack of Intellivision television games that originally had biplanes in a third game they're splitting out biplanes and battle tanks has anyone ever uh, pointed out that this is like a
0: less consumer friendly Intellivision? television we're taking the triple pack games and splitting them out into separate games <laughs> and,
1: and yes that is not good for the consumer. But this is an overhead tank game. Yeah. Single screen. You shoot tanks. You shoot each other. And you blow up each other like combat. Um, there's obstacles. There are... Um, I want to see biplanes because it's just going to be this game. But... Oh, the biplanes are already... You can... It's, it's, it's Yeah. They fly around. You shoot each other in a single
0: screen yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, it's a lot of the same type of gameplay repeating itself already.
1: So... So... You can watch it again but originally it was taken down so this one, let's talk about the game itself first it is a standard average looking game that looks like it was made in the year 2000 i mean i'm being I'm not being facetious there the colors are sort of muted and bland it has a realistic tank look there's helicopters that fly in there's power ups there's different game modes there's leaderboards that don't work probably at this point in time it looks like a new um, game from what someone told me, from what one source told me, um, it may not have been worked on since 2019, potentially. That's my source um, saying that. So looks like a newsground game.
0: Yeah, it just looks like uh, a fucking flash game you can play online. It it looks probably worse than what some mobile tank games probably look like. It looks worse than the mobile
1: tank games. Because yes. the problem with this game is that the art style is there's no art style. It's just like, we'll just get some assets that are out there for tanks and for dirt and there's a lava stage and ice. And we'll just throw these assets in here. We'll no, Photoshop a fucking red or blue hue over the top of it. And like, there's no graphic style to this game. And that to me is always the kill, like sort of like the, the, the strike against a lot of these television games is that there's no distinct graphic style. No there. cohesion whatsoever. No cohesion with games, but there's no graphic style. It, it doesn't look like if you're going to do an Intellivision tank game, this is how I would do it. One of two ways. You do it and you lean into the pixel art. Like how the original uh, games were, how the, how, but no pixel How other Ocean was supposedly remaking Night Stalker and cloudy and doing the Cloudy Mountain. You lean into that look. It looks distinct. It looks it looks yes. It looks like there's an art style. That was to the it. closest. Um,
0: that was the closest thing we've come. Both both Cloudy Mountain and um, Night Stalker look like they belong in the same universe. Like yes. it makes sense. Yes, that should have been leaned into for that aesthetic should have been leaned into for everything. So that's the first thing
1: that you do. If you're doing that's the first approach. The second approach is what I think they should have done because it's supposed to be family friendly for kids. You make them toy tanks. You make it like it's a toy setup. Yeah, right. You make it maybe maybe it's over the top. Like here's like plastic pieces. You, you You can tell it's like a kid setting it up. Yeah, it has a distinct look and style to it. It's family friendly, more family friendly and nonviolent than realistic tanks and make helicopters. The tanks fucking up. chubby and wobbly. Make, yes. them, make them shoot like pop gun stuff. Yes. Out of the top. that's what the Wii Play Tank game did. It yep. looked more toyish. They were like, like I said, like pop gun style. Yeah, I'm not saying you should have ripped off the Wii Play Tank game, but that was a. There was a style to that, though. There was yeah. a distinct style there. I think it was like more like wooden and plastic, if I if I remember from my memory to, to watch it. So this video starts off with um, Tommy next to uh, John Alvarado. Poor John has to deal with Tommy. Uh, John, w- when the, when the checks uh, stop cashing, you can talk to me. It doesn't have to be public. I, I'll be the ear to listen to. I'm, I'm sure it's horrible working with Tommy. Anyway, so they show like uh, leaderboards that will be in existence eventually. That talk about your favorite weapon. Uh there's going to be uh, you know things to unlock here uh like, like accomplishments there is a whole uh 18 maps for 18 maps is your single player campaign 18 maps this is another one of these games that's probably
0: a 20 minute game maybe a half hour at most if you're not good remember it was already it's already been stated by um, Tommy that there are 10 whole levels in skiing there's going to be deathmatch
1: capture the flag again these are single screen games just to let you know that enemies that spawn you have to deal with. And like I said, it looks like if this was a game part of like a six or ten game package, I wouldn't be as critical as this. This is this is a game that you're going to have to spend money, money on.
0: Probably like $10, I'm guessing. They're going to charge you for something like this. Um, it looks incredibly unexciting. Looks completely devoid of strategy. The frame rate's off. Uh, the frame rate can, it can, doesn't it's stay not, stable. It's not 60 frames. Oh no, it's 20 to 30 it's not close to sixty, yeah. Um, it's just a very non- unstable frame rate, and the game looks awful. Uh, or it there certainly doesn't it, look like it should be a standalone game.
1: It shouldn't be a standalone game. game. The same way, like when they had they showed off, I think pool at one of these recent events. Pool should not be a standalone game. Again, something that's a part of like we play or clubhouse
0: games. It's part of your like one in forty package because right. it's a simple tech demo right. thing. Well, and that's what other people have said. They've said that this looks very much like a tech demo. This looks like, uh, you know, these are games that you'd basically submit as, like, a final project in college. Yeah. Or, yeah, at the end of a programming these are, these
1: class. Are, these are a one-person project. They put this together, in and, in like, I'd be shocked if this was more than a month of work.
0: So the game itself uh, does not look great. Uh, I don't think anyone was really expecting it to. I think we all knew what it was going to look like. It looks just like this. It looks unexciting. However, there's far more to it than just the game we have.
1: Before we get into that, real quick, real quick, to, to make sure that this is not... A simple, sort of setup. Three different control schemes. They're they're allowing three different con- con- control schemes on your system that's supposed to be pick up and play friendly.
0: Yeah, uh, including one that looked really awful, where you you get to point to shoot on the yeah aim with the touch screen, and you uh, yeah it does not look good. No, sorry. Um, the majority of the assets are stolen. Uh, in the game. For, for the menu items, yes. For the menu items. Yes. Um, the menu screen is stolen from uh, Gaijin Games. Uh, I can't remember. Sorry. Gaijin Games is the is the uh, developer. World of Tanks? Uh, World of Tanks is a different one. Uh, uh, War Thunder. War Thunder. So, so, knew, yeah, War Thunder. So the intro sc- screen is stolen from a game called War Thunder. They dimmed it, and they copy and pasted an explosion. They literally flipped the same explosion in the opposite direction, they, if you look at they them. They changed the tank a little bit around. But it's the same layout. It's the exact same layout. It's plagiarized. Um, they also took uh, stuff from World of Tanks, which is that big free to play. It's a huge, online, huge tank game. online tank game. Huge um, online tank game. They even
1: stole. This is the this t- is all. These are like the, the tanks. The tanks you select when you go through the selection screens.
0: Uh, this is one of the things where, like early on, people realized that there was no way they had actually paid to use these assets because the World of Tanks stuff was actually a special movie tie-in with Fury with the, Fury. The World War II uh, Brad Pitt movie from like 2014. Yeah, they actually took it, and they, they uh, where it says Fury on the um, barrel of the gun, I think they like stamped Tank, it out. Yeah, they Tank like, yeah. They, they stamped it out poorly. Um, and then they also used a bunch of non-commercial images, uh, stock images.
1: Yes, uh, they, they used, uh, it looked like there was a 3D, uh, a 3D image asset site they went to where it says not for commercial use. Yeah, Uh, directly on it and they took images from google search for museum images like real tanks that exist and used that for their their, again their tank selector screen where every tank has different like speed and like power assets i'm sure
0: everything will be balanced very 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 well yeah they were i
1: looked at the balance real quick but they weren't
0: so they took these they passed them through photoshop they darkened the color on them and gave them all like a, a red hue or a blue hue and this was discovered. This was posted on the television underscore Miko Reddit within
1: within a couple. I think within an hour or two. I was asleep at the time. I was taking a nap, so it was the,
0: the video was immediately unlisted. Yeah, immediately unlisted. Um, they put it back up, took it down, put it back up again. So the the third time they put it up, and it's still up. They changed the name from Battle
1: Tanks to Tank Battle to Tank Battle, and basically just did a Photoshop job on the thumbnail. Because you can't make this up. If you search for this on Google and you look at the image and, like, the image that shows up, or if you're searching it for on your sidebar on YouTube, they didn't even take the time, meaning Tommy probably didn't take the time to take the original video image and then Photoshop that. He took a screenshot of it on YouTube because you can see in the bottom right corner of the thumbnail, you see, like, oh, there's a little widget for the settings to watch your video. Yeah. There's the full screen image on the bottom right this is hack shit that a real company shouldn't be getting away with. Let alone re-uploading the same uh, video three times. Let alone changing the name of your game and then saying, "Well, uh, final name to be determined" within the course of like you know twenty four, forty hours. And then hours. maybe we'll have
0: the fans vote on it. <clears throat> everything could be that's that what, what he said. Yeah, every,
1: everything can so, be solved with a poll. So you have a game that had
0: stolen assets, and you had some of the apologists try to say, "Oh, I was told that those were paid for." No. No, well, no, that no, completely no, fucks no, it up because Tommy came, uh, came out the next day and said, as I think most of us knew, he was going to. Did he come out really when it's on Atari Age? Oh, well, sure, um, but he did, he and said, "Uh, it's all placeholder graphics. It's all placeholder graphics." Uh, uh, I want to find the quote and read his exact quote. Uh, it's in. It's in. It's ridiculous. Uh, it is. Um, everything is. If, if you read I think if you read the description for the current video that's uploaded it pretty much says what he said on Atari age yeah so going back to the, it was uh
1: they they stole a world of tanks uh Churchill turbosquid 3d model uh, a, a couple of museum images uh at least and then let's uh where's the Atari age thing I need to, I need I need to read the fucking quote here's the point though this was public he got blasted. By Sam Mekovich. we'll talk about what Frank Frank Cifaldi said. Our pal, there was no public, public apology or public, hey, we screwed up or hey, our dev did something. The, the bottom line is, this is an, uh, an intelligent published game that's coming out. They're the one publishing their names on it. Yeah. They should know better. It's television battle tanks slash tank battle. It's their game, right?
0: It's their game. It's they, their game. Uh, they're the ones who are publishing it. Uh, it's, yeah, their main game. And I don't buy for a second the uh, placeholder graphics uh, excuse. This was presented this and is passed off initially as a complete game. This is embarrassing. You can't say... Placeholder graphics, and then continue on a deep dive video. On a deep dive I video, not say, "Oh, these are placeholder." You wouldn't do that professionally anyway. You wouldn't steal assets even for placeholder graphics, and then show them. You wouldn't publicly. show them because you're advertising the game. If anyone was wowed by that, and I don't believe anyone truly was, but no. if anyone was wowed by it, they were wowed by what you showed them, which was placeholder stolen stolen graphics that you're calling placeholder graphics. Yet it's way too cohesive to look like I, I, that's even believable. So obviously, this was meant to be the passed off final version of the game um but you can't say placeholder graphics and then immediately well you can't say placeholder graphics and then continue the lie that it's parts that are keeping the amico from being in your hands these games are not fucking done and they should have been done october October 2020. If this was going... This is if, a launch title. If, if if they were on the launch pad, if everything was ready to go, and it was just the chip shortage, this game should have been finished a year ago. They
1: showed this video in the August, the August 2019 gameplay video. They showed this. And it game. had
0: the exact same graphics, which means this probably has not been worked on since 2019. Well... Th- Someone just put in placeholder graphics, though, and just said this is good enough, just stealing assets willy-nilly. This is what
1: Tommy said on the form. Again, not a public post. This should have been a public uh, in television, Twitter, and Facebook mea culpa. But they're too proud to admit when they fuck up, they got to spin it. Um, in case anyone may have missed the description of the Amico deep dive video, it reads, this wasn't originally on the original upload. Work in progress. Footage shown does not represent uh, final materials, graphics, and features subject the change. Intellivision continues to provide unprecedented ac- unprecedented access to the development process of both our hardware and games. This is just Un- straight up fucking propaganda this is, this is, now.
0: This is, this is lies. Just repeat uh, a lie enough and people are going to believe it. some people it. have. Yes. With this core belief
1: of openness comes certain challenges. Our game development partners commonly commonly use placeholder graphics as they work toward, towards finalizing all art assets prior to final publishing. Placeholder graphics were identified in the current unpublished version of the Intellivision tank game presented in this video. If this was all fine, Tommy, why did you unlist the video so quickly and then privatize it? If this was normal, if this is how Intellivision functions normally in their game uh, development uh, business, why would you do that? It's lies. Every week, it's lies. This is why we cover this. Some people say, why are you so covered?" this? Because we have to keep pointing this out because some unfortunate souls will believe this shit and get taken for a ride.
0: The, 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 the investors already got taken for a huge ride. Yeah, they did. Holy shit. They're not seeing any money back. Um... Intellivision is in contact
1: with all parties involving both final assets and placeholder assets as we work with our development partner towards final publishing of this game. Boy, I hope those two game companies come after you. Yeah. I hope World of Tanks sees us and be like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't think um, it's going to be worth their time. But no, yeah, they're making so much, that. but like, they at least they'll have their eyes on you now. They yeah. will. That's insane. We were also doing a shorter cut, which we sent out to the mailing list on Monday with some other very cool news. That that didn't go out on this past Monday. Nothing went out. People, were, I saw. Oh I, yeah, I, we'd see it. Nothing went out here. So the tide has turned, from what I've seen and heard. Atari Age folks are pretty fed up. Like there's been more and more less and less uh, out and out uh, cultists and shills. And more you've got people. like the five loyals. You got the loyalists, but you have more people probably saying enough is enough. Like this was the even though this should have been the last straw, The last draw should have been a year and a half ago, when they were publicly attacking people like like uh, or uh, demonizing people like me and
0: even and, and It Should have been the but, moment Tommy took the fucking stage and was allowed to ramble for an hour about his fucking wet dream that, I. Yeah,
1: no, it's bad. It's 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 not good. So, here's some of the here's some of the responses. Uh, Sam read. Who did? Remember? Remember, he was threatened legally uh, earlier. Uh, legal incoming. In, legal incoming. Looks like uh, Mika was busted today after lifting uh, all this stuff. And then you had someone trying to say uh, all of this stuff was paid for. I've heard it, it's like no, that's not true. Why are you believing people? You are you are not smart and you are a fool. Um, just just saying that can't be nice about it. And then uh, Frank Sifaldi uh, had his commentary about the situation. Uh, Frank is probably the other most outspoken critic of this besides us that at least yeah. I've seen. Uh, he said, This is after Sam Mekovich did the tweet. He said, Between these stolen assets, the Star Fox placeholder text on Moon Patrol, and the fact that most game footage hasn't changed since E3 2019, I'm going to go ahead and say that Intellivision and Mikel doesn't have any games ready for a system that was supposedly ready to ship a year ago. I have never, this is him continuing. I have never seen a Vaporware console scam this blatant in my entire career. And I covered the Phantom and the Gizmondo. Did the Gizmondo come out? Did the Gizmondo, the Gizmondo uh, no. came out? No, no. Didn't the Phantom definitely didn't come out? No, definitely not. Uh then he, then he went into Did you know about Amico's physical games? Uh-huh, Frank. They're not games. They're physical products. They're empty boxes with RFIDs inside that theoretically will one day download a video game that that may or may not exist from a company that has only shown janky prototypes so far. You can get all eight for only $150 right now. Then his last one. He's got a twisted knife into my back a little bit. I think the fake physical games uh, things is kind of brilliant. Selling people empty boxes for games that don't exist feels like the inevitable endpoint.
0: Inevitable endpoint for people who collect video games they never intend to play. It's a vision of the future, in my opinion. So apparently so. that video is back, and every stolen asset has been removed from the video.
1: Uh, oh, they, they, they did the this is the, 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 the th- third, a third or fourth upload. Uh, there's a fourth. Yeah, there's a fourth. No, come on. There's not a fourth
0: one. Is says, there? It says it, it's back, and every stolen asset has been removed from the video. It's on that Reddit. So it's I a, six, a sixteen-minute cut of the video, and it looks like so they, they, cut just, out, they cut out the intro they, screen. They cut out the the, 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 the intro the screen tank is selection? still there, but they, it looks like they cut out all the tank selection stuff. And the intro screen isn't shown like full on. It's just kind of in the background a little bit. So, uh, why would you... If, it, if it's just placeholder graphics, why would you frantically remove... It? Yeah. They're lying. Because you're, you're just time fucking time. lying
1: every chance just, you get. I'm just tired. I'm tired of people not calling out the lie. I mean, people call it out, but like... It's it's insane at this point. It's insane. I'm glad people on Atari are finally starting to say, this is ridiculous. You've made us look like fools, even allowing this content on our forum. The, the fact of the matter, though, is that this is obviously, and changing the name is, is is Mickey Mouse. Like, how do you how do you change the name on a game and that's your first? How can you not have the name finalized on your... Like, how, how, how? But but now four
0: Ian, uploads for a fucking overhead
1: tank But now game. We have to now analyze and scrutinize every gameplay uh, video going forward like they, we, because because like we, we weren't going to. But Tommy mm-hmm. said it himself, Ian. I'm being tongue in cheek. That they this is common to use placeholder graphics in game development, at least uh, that in television does. So now we got the. We, and this might be in uh, future games that they show. It might be in biplanes. It might be in the pool game, on the. Maybe they use side pocket graphics on the character selection screen, or you know, just I don't know. We shouldn't have to do this. We shouldn't. It's incredible. Is there anything else to add? Did we run out of steam on this? Yeah, I think we did. I mean, we got a lot in there. <laughs> By the way, um, you can get these tank games some of them like are free. Battle there's a Battle Tanks Legend of World War II for free. You can get that. World of tanks. I was gonna say I'm pretty free. Sure
0: World of tanks is free to play, even uh, though most people spend some money on it. There's a game on, on a Switch called um, uh, Tank Battle uh,
1: Heroes, which I think is like five bucks that has personality and looks better than this. Um, so you can play your family friendly tank games for cheaper they look better they're not using quote placeholder graphics they're out there people you can play them Ian? yeah 50th anniversary of a, of a nintendo console the week we fives and zeros november 19th 2006 fives and zeros the nintendo we launched in north america before japan interesting enough
0: yeah um so the Wii, I think, the Wii is definitely one of those consoles uh, that, I don't even know if it splits people, um, but I feel like it was obviously extremely popular, sold, what, 111 million units? 101.63. 101.63. Uh, Which is the, the, the most for a console. The Switch is going to break it, but that's the most for a Nintendo console. For a Nintendo console. Yeah. Um, not not, hand, not handheld. And when it came out, it was a, uh, shift in Nintendo's marketing, um, and kind of a, a, a shift in, uh, the, it, it represented their desire to become a family friendly b- brand or to kind of cash in a little bit more to on the, lean into it, to more. lean into more of what they were already known, uh, known for as being kind of the, the friendlier version of say, uh, Sony. Um, and with it came motion controls, which at the time were a huge innovation, um, we hadn't really seen anything like that with that sort of level of accuracy. It's funny now to say that the Wii remote was accurate, but at the time it was was highly accurate. And I mean, it still is impressive for what you got. Um, And it was, it was, it became uh, an absolute fad. I I was thinking about that. Like it it really was a, a a fad. It was,
1: it was was a cultural fad slash
0: leaning into like, Phenomenon, like semi, I'd say, more of a fad, but yeah, it was a cultural touchstone. Became a huge thing. Everyone yeah. knows how you know. Everyone knows how to waggle a controller. Pretty most people know how to play Wii, Wii Bowling. Bowl, Wii Bowling. How a hundred million people
1: have played Wii Bowling at least. You know, more people than have bought the console played Wii Bowling. Right.
0: Um, and it was uh, it it. There was a shortage of these systems for almost a, I would say, a full year, year. after it came out. At least it was like a year um i was lucky enough to get one in february the february after it came out um i kind of bid my time i bided my time and was looking around finally found someone who wanted 25 dollars over retail for it but no tax so it ended up oh, being the same price this retail for what 300 uh 250 250 that's right. 250. 250 um so i got it for 275 and uh just the console just everything in the box everything in the box okay yeah. I bu-
1: okay i bought a bundle i bought a bund- bundle on ebay about I want to say it was March of 2007. That you literally couldn't find any of them at stores. You couldn't. This was like one of the first big like scalp consoles. Yeah, back then. Back then it was on you know Craigslist. You're scalping. This is before social media. This is before bots and everything. People were just clicking and getting it. I'm sure that some bots existed, but most didn't know about them. So I got a bundle on eBay. I think it was like 325, but I got like two emotes. Two nunchucks, because a Wiimote nunchuck set itself was like $70, I think, something like that. It was like $40, and plus like $25, whatever, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So I got that, and then I got like five games with it. I got, um I think I got the, what was the big one, the 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 the, 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 the Katana one, Red Steel. Red Steel. I got Red Steel, and I got like three or four other games. I think I got whatever the first Mario Party was that I'd already come. Nine. To. Eight. I think I had that. So it was like $400 plus worth of stuff for like 325 So I said, okay, I got a decent deal. And that's and that's how I got mine. Otherwise, I wasn't getting one,
0: you know. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, this was like right before I really got back into video gaming. This was when I was living with my ex and our roommate, and uh, I wasn't playing a lot of games. It was a smaller apartment, you know. I didn't want to be hogging the TV all day. Man, our first TV there was still a tube TV, um, but I really enjoyed the Wii. Uh, in that environment, um, we all. Played Wii Bowling. People, my my, my ex and my uh, my roommate at the time, they were not video game people. Um, but they got into the Wii. They really enjoyed playing like the Wii Bowling and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they thought it was interesting. They thought the virtual console was neat, which it was at the time. The virtual console really was a, uh, a boost to, I think, retro gaming and um awareness because it was the first time that these games were available on an e-shop it was the first time emulation was kind of used uh in a commercial sense nintendo finally taking advantage of emulation and using it in a way to make them money um they were monetizing their back catalog more right and uh, versus
1: versus just doing like a a gba re-release and and lots of companies
0: did too uh you know uh, that was one of the cool things about the Wii. The virtual console has never been as good as it was on the Wii. Uh, between Genesis titles, Turbo titles. I was shocked there was Turbo Super, Super Nintendo titles, N64 titles. Uh, was there Neo Geo? I forget. Neo Geo titles, the other worst of Neo Geo, those were, those Neo those Geo like titles. Yeah, those are the big I mean, ones. There was Game Boy ones? Uh, that I don't know if there was was Game Boy ones. Um, so, yeah, that was neat. Um I played a lot of the social games I played like the Mario Party we, uh, a lot when I moved out of that apartment after my ex and I broke up and I moved into my own apartment. That's where I really kind of realized, I think, the limits of the Wii and why people were were down on it. Um, it just wasn't particularly great for single player games. Uh, and I got a lot less use out of it once oh, of I was out of it. An, and once I was just oh. living with a roommate that I didn't know, you know, we were just roommates. And I wasn't living with friends anymore. My Wii got so much less use. Here's the list of games. There were there were 427 games
1: total. That's a chunky amount. 94 NES games. It's a good amount of games. Yeah. 74 Super Nintendo games. 21 N64, most of them first party. But you did have... Um, like Pokemon Snap, which is a second party, kind of.
0: No, hey, well, no, that's,
1: that's first party. Well, Hal Labs, but Nintendo's on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had a couple of Hudson Soft games, but mostly first party stuff. Uh, sixty-three Turbo slash
0: Turbo CD games. That's a good amount of games. That was, I think, the um, the, the bright point of the um that system for a lot of people. I know people who shopped at Luna, who's who. Uh, their first experience with a Turbo game ever was playing one on the uh, Wii Virtual Console. That's
1: almost half of the North American library available. That's that's a good amount. because yeah, the North um, American
0: library is, what, 130? 130-something with CD.
1: Yeah. 16 Master System, mostly Sega first part. Oh, they're all Sega, except for... Well, they're all Sega published. Okay. Um, you have 75 Genesis games, uh, most Sega, but you did get some Namco ones in there, like Rolling Thunder 2. 54 Neo Geo games. Wow. Okay, nine Commodore sixty four games. I had no idea there were Commodore sixty four games on there. Uh, I didn't know that either. And then, tw- and then twenty one arcade games, mostly they're Namco, Capcom, Sega, and Tecmo. So that's an, that's an incredible number of games. And like we said, like yeah, Nintendo before they would do re releases. Mostly, they're, obviously, they would publish. Other there was other packages like on the Gamecube and you know there were and on, even on n sixty four of like you know arcade collections and game collections that were published, but for them to have a virtual service where you can buy individual games that they were monetizing and allowing allowing other companies companies to monetize yeah this this again this was the first Nintendo having their own online
0: you know presence uh you know web store, and maybe the first like real well, no, there was like the Sonic collection on the GameCube and stuff, but I was going to say, so were definitely a lot of handshaking, though, with other companies yes. that you wouldn't exactly think that they... Yeah, they're sharing yeah. the profits of these...
1: I mean, obviously, you're sharing profits like it's in a small way if they publish more stuff. I don't I know how that w- would work, like with GameCube, like you, if they're printing the discs out or whatever, or paying a license. But this is like, we're promoting your individual games. Yeah. Individual old-ass games that used to be competitor for us, Sega Genesis games. Um, so I always marked that the rise of retro... Uh, gaming this was a huge part of it it was this in youtube those two like combinations were a big push for people to rediscover a lot of this stuff uh from like at that point 15 years earlier we'll just say it was a big thing to do that for a lot of people this has been the first time they ever heard of TurboGrafx-16. what the hell is this that's what, what i just said yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean a they're lot of people
0: there. who shopped at the store their first experience their literal first experience playing a turbo game was on a week
1: and they're seeing like dozens of titles yeah it blows their mind
0: again this is like youtube's not huge yet in 2006 it takes like another right. year or two So this is like a lot of exposure to stuff that people hadn't really seen before it doesn't seem like is big now when you look back on it because everything's had some sort of you know virtual console or emulation you know sure an uh, xbox arcade been section it. an xbox uh, but this is but this n- was huge but for nintendo
1: uh console fans and handheld fans it's big which i'll get into in a second um this is, this is a big deal. This is 100 million people potentially seeing these games, at least, plus other people. Yeah. you know. So this is also what I'm going to say about this console, why this console is so successful. To a lot of people, this was this could have been the first Nintendo console they played in like 15, 20 years. The same way it's now become with the Switch. You, there's people that were, we'll just say, lapsed gamers that grew up with either the NES or the Super that were like teenagers or like 10 years old. It followed their life progression. You're 10 years old, you're playing NES Super. Now I'm in my 20s. I got a job. I have my own place. Wow, there's this new console Nintendo uh, has out. I'm gonna buy this again. I saw that phenomenon happen when I first moved to San Diego. This was 2009, a few years in. But you go to house parties when I'm like 28 and they're about 20. People were playing yeah. Wii at house parties. Absolutely, you're drinking wine. You're drinking. You're having fun, and you're playing, you know, Wii sports games. It was like scene said. It was like a fad. It was like a semi-cultural touchstone of that
0: so obviously i hung out with the owner of luna video games Trey, a lot i mean he's a good friend of mine um but we like i mean two people uh, an owner and a manager of a video game store and the only video game system that i have ever seen come out during a party with him was the Wii. when it happened because it just had that sort of appeal pick up and play to everyone you know uh you know so not all of our friends are into games and stuff but there's conceivably nothing else we could have rolled out that anyone would have played
1: yeah pitch me the ball we'll do boxing real quick we'll have fun boxing right. we'll do again the bowling thing because you only need a wiimote uh to do that um it was also a turning point because nintendo was no longer trying to compete with being like a powerhouse console you know and NCC, so no. n64 they tried and failed
0: gamecube they tried and failed um as well as gamecube was not underpowered GameCube was, was not underpowered. No, I mean, you look at comparisons of, I, I talk about it all the time, but I mean, if you actually look at side-by-side comparisons of games that are GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, there's a lot of games where, like, GameCube is the, that version was the best-looking.
1: So they, they, they abandoned the, the proprietary, the proprietary software bullshit killed them on the N64, and it killed them on,
0: on the GameCube partially they have better you mean mean just like doing weird fucking yeah we're gonna do our mini disc
1: thing we're gonna do we'll stick with cartridges when no one else is doing cartridges anymore like that killed them on the n64 they lost third-party support that never came back uh from the n64 gamecube they had better third-party support but they still had their own disc held a lot less when it was before than than you know xbox and ps2 uh held so they finally said we can't do this anymore as well. They didn't get back the third party support that they should have obviously cuz but then they went weaker. And that was the thing. Remember, I remember people were promising like, "Oh, uh, Cap, uh Capcom and EA EA was a big one saying, so, like, "Oh, we're going to support the Wii. they and we're going to support all the other consoles." Nope. nope. We'll put out our shitty Call of Duty version that's nothing close to, you know, to like the PS2 and PS3, you know, and Xbox and 360. We'll do that. So, but they, but obviously Nintendo didn't care. Because when you sell a hundred a hundred million consoles of something that they're making money in every console, they weren't taking a loss on the Wii, because they weren't right. So like that made, that gave them their their, their um uh, what's 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 the expression their war not war chest what's the expression war chest war chest yes war chest for for decades to come it allowed them to survive the awful lean Wii U years you know. Remember, though, they always still had their handhelds were always good. Their handhelds were always good to go at the time.
0: Yeah, well, their handhelds have always been the thing that has kind of afforded them the ability to fuck up on consoles as often yes. as they have. The 3DS kept them,
1: kept them you know, going. Not a flow. They had enough money to survive because of the Wii. But, you know, 100 million consoles. The DS, the 3DS, none of those hurt Nintendo. No, absolutely not. The 3DS had a rough year or so to start. But then once they lowered the price and got more games, they were fine. You know, it just it just launched too early to 3ds. Yep. Yeah, you know, they they had to get it out there, I guess, because I guess because Wii sales were not doing as well anymore, like five right. or so years in. Um, I also love the fact about the Wii, they really, it seemed like uh, it was also the last time. I and mean, they only did it on a couple of consoles, really. It was, but it was around the mid 2000s when you know you had like the GBA adapter on the GameCube. You know, you you had things like that happening. They still had backwards compatibility on their handhelds. Uh, you know, through through GBA and, and through the first, uh, you know, for well, first DS had GBA, then 3DS got rid of GBA. We had DS backwards compatibility. The GameCube backwards compatibility was huge. I, I loved it. Yeah, it, it allowed me because I didn't own a GameCube, I'd never had one brand new. So I, I bought a couple of GameCube games or go to the swap meet and get crazy taxi. And the fact that it had the built in controller ports, I thought that was fantastic. Nintendo did that. It was like a sort of goodwill, I think, towards say, if you bought a GameCube a year or two before. And they're obviously not really going to be making games anymore. It was it was like it was literal. It was really a bridge. It was like okay, you. Buy, it was a two and one console. Yeah, it's a two on one right. console. You got all, everything you can want out of the GameCube on the on the Wii, and you got oh it was well you got 480p with the component. You got 480. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you can play your GameCube in progressive, not HD, but progressive. It looks better than interlaced. Um, no, and then of course they got rid of that with the later revisions. But at that point, everyone had a Wii. So.
0: Yeah, the nice thing about the Wii is that most of the versions are backwards compatible. You're far more likely to stumble upon a backwards-compatible Wii than you than, than not. You, you want to talk about some of the, the first party or memorable games that started on the Wii? Um, I mean, honestly, there, that's kind of the thing for the Wii for me is I, I don't have a whole lot of like retro love for it, for the actual, uh, for the actual, I, not for Galaxy. I played a decent amount of um, I do. I do like Galaxy a lot. Um, I like Galaxy a lot. Uh, Zach and Wiki. I was not a first party game. That was a Capcom game. One of my favorites on the system one of the only games that I actually liked using the motion controls for, um, it played kind of like a, a point and click adventure game, um, Excite Trucks, I really liked when that came out. That was a lot of fun. That was a Nintendo uh, game that they've like never referenced ever again. But I really enjoyed Excite Trucks. Um, but I learned quick that I hated using that controller setup for any sort of normal game. Really? I yeah. I just I did not like the. Being forced to use an analog the, on the, the left. The, and, the, yeah, you know. the, the nunchuck. It I, worked great on Resident Evil
1: 4. It worked. It worked. I just didn't... You just didn't like it. I just didn't no. like it. I got I I got used to it. I think they incorporated it well for what they did. You want to guess at how many Wii games there were? Not counting This is not counting the virtual library. I'm looking at the list right uh, now. 1,123. 1596. Ah. All right. That's about where I probably thought it was. There was a lot of shovelware on the Wii, though, too. A lot. There was literally... It was literally going to the flea market in, like, the late 2000s, and there'd be brand new shovelware Wii games in boxes that they probably sold that shit at, like, uh, you know, five and dimes and, like, at write-it. You know what I mean? Like, there was that level of shovel, shovelware on the Wii that I don't know if we're going to see that again with the Nintendo console where, like, they're, like, brand new for, like, five bucks in the box or
0: ten bucks well you are getting it on the switch but it's just it's they're not getting fit we're we're beyond digital media has overtaken yeah so you're not getting mass produced So that's what i mean right if you if you go on the nintendo eShop, is a huge problem right now there's tons of asset flip garbage i mean physical games though oh yeah yeah we're not gonna yeah the is physical i believe most of these are physical yeah you're not gonna get um you're not going to get that sort of like physical good production ever again, especially not for those little shitty titles. I think uh, it was our our pal Scott who had a little Scotty. He had a full Wii set. Did he? Did he? Remember?
1: I remember we talked about the I first. think he sold remember it. Remember we talked about the first collector that completed that on the yeah. like Nintendo an Ways, like five years ago or so. Yeah. Or four years ago. Are they still making it? When, when did they stop with
0: Wii Dance or Just Dance? When was the last Just Dance? I don't look that last out. year. It was last year they finally said. I think twenty twenty one or twenty no twenty twenty was the last year that was on the Wii. So the last was that the last Wii game is was it November fifth two thousand
1: nineteen? Wow, that was that's a thirteen year run. Yeah, that's almost like PS two.
0: Yeah, that's insane. I mean, at that point they were only doing like Just Dance, maybe like one other game a year, like like, like a singing game or whatever, right? Was it would have it? just been Just Dance at that point. Just like I think the okay. last Hold two up. years of Sony. Like I think the last two years of official PlayStation uh, Two support was just FIFA coming out twice. Oh no, yeah, we got to
1: count the the Retro City Rampage that was put on a Wii disc and Shakedown Hawaii. Those independent, they, they oh that's right, those were put on Wii <laughs> discs. Yeah, that's but that that's like aftermarket. Would that make a guidebook? Cause I guess it would, but I would cut it's it the off. Game on the system. There was um. There was Let's Sing 2018, so so Let's Sing went out went out up to 2018. It was, it was 2019 title, but went up to 2018. The, we'll just say the last the last non singing dancing game was 2015, uh, Barbie and her sisters puppy rescue. And there was one other game that year that was non dancing or singing. It was Monster High New Ghoul in School. There you go. But it, it basically the last real year of Wii games. We'll just say was like 2014 where you had about 12 different games. You had like Skylanders and you had FIFA 15. That's like the last official. We'll just say like multiple different types of game genres and casual games versus just singing and dancing games. So, all right, well, here's to the Wii. I'm going to just tell you something about that Wii Shop uh, uh, theme song. That's a banger. Oh, it is. Everyone loves it. I mean, it's incredible. It's not... You can listen to it for 30 minutes straight and it doesn't get annoying. Because sometimes you would. You would just... Go through and look at different games in the in the shop, Turbo yeah. Games, and that's still my favorite favorite Brent of, uh, Floss uh, song, the Brennoff Floss We Shop uh, music video. Check it out, my, my friend uh, Brennoff Floss. Uh, Ian, we have a. We've got a Patreon.
0: Patreon.com slash Podcast. I do uh, writing. Uh, you get a full video podcast. We do hangouts. You get a bonus podcast mm, bits and tidbits. Every week. This week, uh,
1: this week I complain about the Spider-Man uh, far, uh, no, no Way Home trailer. I didn't comment on the fact that I hate the fact that they had to put home, wedge home into all three names for no frickin'. no it's going to be like the home trilogy, but I, I rail for 15 minutes about that. Ian says about 12 words all segment. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll do a counter. Um, and we have this polls right in right. uh, in second place. Are sealed game collectors being mistreated? Twenty six percent. Okay, I'm gonna say tell you something to the people voting. That doesn't mean we necessarily uh, will say we agree with that assessment in the way you don't think it should be. It's a it's a discussion of that. Just to nudge you a little bit more. And in first place, hardest NES games ranked. This comes from Seth Abramson and his Retro Substack. Nice enough to send me a subscription to this. So we're going to run through the hardest NES games. And just like we went, went through a couple of lists before from Seth, we went through his top consoles list ranked and also the hardest to me worst NES games we went through. That's right. Um, well, oh, no, we're doing worse now. We went through the hardest ones. No, we're doing we're, hardest now. We're doing we're hardest, hardest now. So we, he, he combines a bunch of different sources, um, websites, websites, Certain NES Super Nintendo guidebooks, um, I I think video sources. He combines them all together into, I guess, an algorithm to spit out these rankings. Ian, so you want you want to start with it? So yeah, the first one is. Mm I can't
0: believe you went to number one again. I can't believe you didn't go in in about order. I don't know. They need to be listed differently then. All right. Well, the first one. Mm -hmm. It's not like people are going to care. We'll start with (laughs) twenty. The three that tie for 20. Spoilers. Who cares? The three that tie for 20. Friday the 13th, Kid Icarus, and Raggar. Never really thought of Raggar as being that difficult. It's hard. It's hard. I guess. I don't know why I've never really thought of that one as being like one of the biggest ones. Um, Kid Icarus, definitely very difficult. Uh, and Friday the 13th, uh, hard, but I, I mean, more difficult because of the... Horrible it's, map design, but it's still
1: hard though. Yeah, uh, Kid Icarus is hard on, on on the surface because that first stage is hard.
0: The vertical jumping is is all the stages are hard. There's so much vertical jumping. There's three levels of vertical jumping, but three levels of horizontal, then three more vertical jumping levels.
1: But as a kid, I couldn't get to the second stage in Kid Icarus as a kid. Whenever I play at a friend's house, uh, I think I think Kevin had it. Damn you, Kevin! I never could get past that first stage, so I stayed unplayed. It just there was no there was no difficulty balancing like learning curve to Kid Icarus. It was like it's just hard to start. Sure, you got short stubby arrows, you got only what a couple of hearts, right? know, like, like, a few hearts, and like that's it, and uh,
0: it's tough. Gauntlet, gauntlet to me is, <sighs> I think that's more of an endurance test. Yeah, it's it's not... hard because it's hard to sit there and actively get through all. 100 levels, but it's, I don't know
1: if it's yeah, it's, it's if it's impossible. There are some stages that will. Here's the thing: it's not unlimited continues, but I believe on the NES, right? If it probably if, not no. In the arcade, you can keep pumping quarters in. You can't and to get more energy, you can't do that on the NES. NES. I think though did we try to play through it one time and we got to like stage like 60 or 70. Did we try that on a marathon one time? We obviously skipped through, but like we got through a chunk so, yeah, of... yeah, we say. definitely did do. I believe that if you, something if, like that if you practice that gauntlet obviously to get the correct ending you got to find all the secret shit and that's was like four was like four eight secret things hanging around you got to get whatever I think if you practice that gauntlet though I think you it won't be it should not be the top 20 I I would not I think that's a reputation thing but you can play through the first 10 15 minutes of gauntlet and be fine Right.
0: You're, you're not going to get your ass kicked like no. Friday thirteen. Yeah, it's not going ridiculous. to immediately uh, show itself as being very difficult. Sure. What's next? What do we got next? We've got Top Gun. Top Gun gets a bad 18. rep.
1: Um, it's not... Now, Top Gun is not the hardest thing you're ever going to play. Um, it's not the easiest thing. No. It is hard to dodge the missiles if you're not used to the cadence of of them coming at you. When they lock in from behind, you really do have to be specific on going left and right. People obviously get on Top Gun for the landing. For sequence. the landing. This is what I'm going to say about the landing sequences. They're not simple. You do have to pay attention, but they are not impossible. And when I was seven, eight years old, I did them 90%, 80, percent of the time I do them. Right. It's not foolproof. Hun- it's not foolproof. But I think people get they psych themselves out. Yeah, absolutely. They get psyched out. Obviously, ABGN's video might have helped with that. Um, I, I think what 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 makes that bad is the fact that you lose an entire life. If, sure. If it was like you get to try it again, you know, like you get I think a couple that's the tries. thing
0: is is you don't you don't get to the reason I think it it it, it screws people is because you don't get to practice it. Yes. Yeah. If you miss it, you miss it, and you just move on to the next level.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's probably it. And then if, you, if, if, that, and that's, if that's the only time you die, you, you, you won't make it to the third level, because in the second stage, you also have to do the refueling thing, which counts as a life as well. You crash.
0: Yeah, if you, couldn't, if, yeah. You, if you couldn't proceed from the first level to the second level until you aced it, everyone would be landing that plane, no problem. Sure. Um, Ninja Gaiden 3 is freaking tough,
1: because there's a uh, limited continues. Even if there wasn't, it's still tough. But the fact that they put
0: limited continues on that third game, at least for North America. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that's one of those weird games that people always say that games get simplified when they come to the U.S. No, some games get uh, cranked up in difficulty because they want it to they don't want you to be able to beat it in a rental period. I was going to say that might have been more of a rental thing because the first game obviously came out a few years before. Maybe by that point, like, okay,
1: bigger rental market, early 90s. They wanted to really lean into that. But that's bullshit. That
0: game is tough. Fester's Quest, on the other hand, is one of those well, games that's uh, like the opposite of something like... Skip Ga- Oh, sorry. Uh, Castlevania was the other one. Castlevania.
1: Uh, it's a tough game. Yep. I would probably put it in the top 20. Very it's hard. Unforgiving jumps. Um, if you don't have the right sub-weapons, uh, the bosses can be insane. The Grim Reaper still gives me nightmares. The Grim Reaper is harder to me than I think um, uh, Dracula. Yeah. So like, that's a tough game. I gotta be I gotta be like a-plus gamer to get to Dracula. I got to be on. Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones, another one where... I think no... that's
0: one where they also wrenched up the difficulty when it was yes. brought to the U.S.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the lack of continues. I think you get the one, like one life, which is insane. Each character gets one life. It, it was just bad. It's it's just, it's just not a bad game if they changed that and it was like, okay, we'll give
0: you like three, four lives. You can continue. People would be like, okay. Right um blaster master same thing uh it's a hard game but made harder by the fact that there's limited continues i think it's a three continue game i don't have a lot of experience with blaster master i'll be honest i really should play through that tied for 12 fester's quest and castlevania 3 dracula's curse fester's quest going back to what i was saying kind of the opposite of gauntlet gauntlet you know you're fine early on but it gets harder later on uh fester's quest is not i don't think that hard of a game but the initial moments in Fe- you start off so weak in fester's quest you yeah. need to get some items you need to get some health bonuses once you get going you in fester's grind. quest it's really not that bad but yeah the game requires some grinding like immediately after you start um you say Drake direct- is castlevania 3 that's listed as harder than castlevania i find that hard to believe uh, i think most people would tell you that it is harder yes yeah, okay. Castlevania
1: Three is even with the ability to play as different characters, and
0: Castlevania Three is absurdly hard. And again, I think one that was increased in difficulty they increase when one. they brought it over here. Uh, Super Mario Two: The Lost Levels. Just I mean, it's just a fucking cheaters game. It's not technically an,
1: an NES game, but we'll we'll let it pass. It's yeah. Sure, it's Famicom, but um, it's a
0: cheaters game. It's a cheaters game. What do you mean? It, it, it's it's not i diff- it it's, yeah it, but, it's kind of fun and interesting and in let's see how they can break mario but there's yes. a reason it never came over here that game is just nintendo laughing in your face it takes everything yeah, I, you think you know about the first mario and uh, i beat the super wind that blows you um, away when you yes. think you're gonna make the jump poison mushrooms it's just it's it's a mean game yeah, it's more it's
1: trial and error, which a Mario game should not be. Yeah, it's a lot of trial and it's, error. It's Mega Man, Mario. There you go. I hate trial and error where you you have to die to learn the game, and I hate that. Adventures by Bayou Billy. Yes, very hard. Um, another one. I think that people say the Japanese version is, is, easier. is easier. Well, like I think that they like they increase the, the difficulty of the of the average uh, thug villain. Yeah, and it's like why it, they're already tough, and they don't. The problem with Bayou Billy. There's two problems to it. When you hit a guy, um, he, 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 he doesn't like go backwards. He'll like stay there and just pause yeah. and go invisible for a second. You don't know how much damage you're actually doing to the, to the, to the enemies. First right. off, it's harder to tell. Like in, like in double dragon, you, you hit a guy down twice. He's probably dead. Maybe three times. You're like, it's hard to tell. You just keep pounding the guy. They don't, they don't go down. There's no reprieve, uh, from that. Um, and then when you punch, like you might as well not even punch in the game. You might as well not even punch. You might as well just try to do a, a kick every now and then and just do the jump kicks or get the weapons. It's so unbalanced. It, it, the, if, if, that, if the fighting in, in Bayou Billy was as polished as it was just say Double Dragon NES, it would be a, like a top, potentially a top 10 NES game. Sure. Because like it has the, 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 the Zapper stuff is fine. Uh, the racing is interesting, but the core of the game is is just broken. But it's a, but it's a polished game otherwise. The sound is great. The graphics are nice.
0: The story, the cutscenes—it just doesn't play well.
1: Number seven,
0: tied. uh, Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. What are you thinking? You love The Adventure of Link. Very difficult game. Lots of grinding needed to get through that last palace. Um, Yeah, it's hard. Uh, It's 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 just a very difficult game. Ah. The the two D fighting can be very difficult uh when you're going up against the dreadnuts and stuff like that um yeah it's a tough one but i think a lot of i I think a lot of people can get through it with grinding you really got to grind out those extra lives i don't think that's it would make my top 10 or maybe even top 20 i think that's
1: not as tough as bayou billy i don't think it's as, as tough as castlevania i think it's like
0: you obviously get used to the combat the more you get into it you get stronger It's not an easy game, no, but I would not put that. I would say all three of these number sevens, Contra, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and Zelda 2 are awfully high up for games that are definitely difficult, but I think they're more known because of their popularity. I don't know that I would list any of them as most difficult. Punch-Out is
1: difficult if you are not a twitchy gamer. It's not for you, because once you get to like Mr. Sandman, or even Soda Popinski, it gets not just to like a higher level of difficulty last three, four boxers super macho man to this day. I don't think I'm beat him without getting knocked out at least once. Um, Mike Tyson is the legitimately one of the hardest. Sure. Game bosses. And unless you like have, I mean, less than two tenths of a, a second, you have to react to those uppercuts. Like it is, you have to be a twitchy gamer. Um Contra. I'm 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 really good at it so
0: that's why I'm always surprised when I see that. Um I'm not good I- at, I've said this before I think in in, in, a, in a different remotely similar topic but um I'm not good at video games and I can beat Contra without using the continues or without using the the code without no, the codes yeah the continue. Okay. But, uh, yeah I've done it in four lives. I think um, that's uh, god that, when that comes up I just wonder
1: why um, maybe because people had, had went to the 30 life code and just didn't
0: try to get good at it. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. I, 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 the, when you have the 30 life code, you don't try. You just run. You just run through it. But if you, like you, if you play lives. it, uh, but you know, it, when you start playing it without the code, you take your time a little bit and you realize that it's it's pattern recognition. It's not an easy game. I'm not saying that, but it's I wouldn't put it in my top 20. No. Uh, Mega Man. Yeah, very, especially hard. the first one. Very difficult. Gutsman stage. Awful. Silver
1: Surfer. This is a reputation thing. It's it is hard. It's I wouldn't put number 5.
0: Uh I would, but I, it's it's one of those games where like again, if you pay enough attention to it like Contra, you can do it. Uh the big problem with Silver Surfer is the hit boxes are way too big for uh Yes, the Silver Surfer. If they modified the hit box, it could have been an it, it's it's not a great game. It's a beatable game. It could have been a good game if the hitboxes were more manageable. I gave I think I gave it an above average rating. I think it's an above average game.
1: If it was if it was fair, more fair in the difficulty, it had better power-ups, it would be a legitimately probably very good game. TMNT. Uh, this one this real one hard. I, this one I go back and forth on. This is why.
0: There's a lot, a lot of, of unavoidable shit in the later half of that well, game. Well, funny you say that. This is a coincidence. I
1: found randomly, I'm going to give the person credit. I found a no hit Run of this game, holy shit! On legitimate hardware, that's insane. Um, no hit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle NES. Um, I gotta find it because I just I just saw it. No damage. That's absolutely insane. Uh, and uh, oh god, I'll I'll link it when I find it, if I can't if I can't find it. I literally saw this a few days ago. Um, here's the key to this game that as a kid I didn't recognize. The key to this game, you have to you have to stock up on the scrolls. When you stock up on the scrolls. It's a much easier game. not saying it's easy. It's far easier. When I was a kid, little Pat would get to the Technodrome and get his ass kicked. Right. If you got the scrolls, there's a lot less of, like you said, parts where you won't get, where it's you're going to take damage because the scrolls are like one hit uh, deaths to m- most of the enemies. Gotcha. You can knock them out. So you get the scrolls, I think in like the second or third stage, you can keep going back in the room, going up and getting them. Yeah. So get the scrolls for all four Turtles, like gives you like 140 scrolls, you can get through the technodrome. Like you can get through a part of that. I got. To, I remember, never forget. I got the shredder as a kid and lost, and my heart shattered. Oh yeah, because just to get the shredder was like holy shit. I don't know if even shredder was that hard, but I must have been my little thick but quick, pat, uh, little thick but quick, uh, quick Pat's heart was probably beating so much, and that was it. And you only get four lives. Yeah, you can rescue your turtle once or twice. You get four lives. No yeah, continues. Not easy. In-, in Turtles there. Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Truly uh, difficult. Difficult because of the respawning enemies. Um, you get rid of the respawning enemies, I think it's a much easier game. And there, of course, that's there's that glitch. And the glitch, whatever. It's, they didn't patch it out or, or patch. Where, you, where if you get to, you die at the final boss, you go all the way back to whatever it is uh, 4-1 or whatever. The le- yeah. You get to go, and that's what, that's what kills your Six-one. soul. 6-1. 6-1? I think. That's what kills your soul. It's like you're not even starting me at like six, uh, whatever, whatever, six, three, six, four. That's what's so hard. Because the, the, the fucking flying in just throwing the stars is the worst part, like the worst part of the game. And for certain p- sections of that game, unless you have the uh, jumping jump and slash attack, unless, unless you have that, you better be, I mean, a top tier expert at this game in order to get through it and have a chance. Especially with the, the hits off the, off the balconies and ledges. And uh, number two, Ghosts and
0: Goblins. Yeah, yes. it's a tough game. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've beaten it once, um, but I've never I've never done two laps. Never not, done the two laps to get the official ending. I am proud of myself when we play
1: on the NES Marathon. When I get to the third stage, I'm like, ah, I'm I'm playing top tier. I, I can get to the third stage, but that's it. Like, it's a tough, tough game. And number one, Ian. Battletoads. No, no drum
0: roll. No battletoads. Battletoads. Ba- uh, no drum roll. Oh. Battletoads. Do you agree with that assessment? It's a piece of shit game. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it, it's. Because the Turbo Tunnel is very difficult, but that's not the only level in the game that makes that, that game so hard. The elevator level. The And, snake. The, f- and the, f- the, the snake is doable, but the elevator level and the final level, the final level, the, the tower... Is Simon so played that? Is horseshit. The that's fun. the thing. Like, if you, if you haven't played all of Battletoads, skipped the levels and played it, a lot of people think, "Well, if you can just get past the turbo tunnel, you're fine." But no, they're, they're, it's constantly throwing bullshit at you.
1: The problem with Battletoads again: you play these like experimental gameplay types you don't get used to, you, it doesn't give you a chance to get good at any of them before you have to use those skills. They throw you into the turbo tunnel and like, okay, you can handle this. And what? That, that could be the end stage of some games. It literally could be. That's how tough it is. I couldn't beat that when I was a kid. Now, I'm, sometimes my reflexes got bet, better at some of these games. I can beat it now regularly. Same thing with Mike Tyson. As a kid, though, when you're nine, 10, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Or 11. I, I, I couldn't do it. when I was 10. Great. Good for you. Most kids couldn't. And you cannot design a game that kills you within 15 minutes dead or you can't get past it. And, and there's the other, uh, there's the, what is it, the rat stage. There's all these stages that just fuck with you.
0: That's why I hate it, uh, too. It, 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 you play the first stage and you're like, there could be a competent beat up yeah, here nice with, some, with some interesting animation, animation and shit like yeah. that. And then they revisit that, like, twice. It's, it, it, just, it, it, it's a
1: mess. You know what? I like your air overall. But, you know, do you have to just, like, show off how cool not. you are? You got to show off how <laughs> cool you are? Come on. You love Snake Round and Roll. You got to love Snake Round and Roll. I like how it looks. We would we, probably yeah, play that two players right. in the marathon. sorry. Right. So there you go. I agree with, like, most of these in the top 20, but there's definitely a few, like, Contra I wouldn't place in here. Uh, I would not place Top Gun in here uh, for sure. I yeah would, i don't think well and gauntlet for sure should not i can be see contra
0: being in the top 25 but it's not it's not a top 10 the and pro- it's not as
1: bad be- if i can do it uh, you can do it the problem with these lists though is that they're going off of the more popular games like for example the, the stuff that didn't make the top right 20. it's
0: based on articles so it's always going to have a more yeah. popular but like bionic commando i put
1: above contra for sure for sure bionic, well, bionic commando game. is very difficult. that's a much tougher game uh dare i say underrated four and a half stars according to certain skybook. um that's a much tougher game. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is a must much tougher game than Silver Surfer, for example. Sure. Uh Simpsons, Barberspace is a much tougher game than Rygar. Uh pa- Paperboy? No. Paperboy's Boy's tough. Very difficult. Okay, I just like Paperboy then. <laughs> All right, is that we're good on that? Thank we're you. Good. Thank you, Seth. Check out Seth's work. Seth Aberson. Uh we got some uh, voicemails, don't we, We do. You want to tell the folks at home how they can leave a voicemail. You go to anchor.fm to see your podcast. Ian's not a pretending to know. First one.
2: Hi, I'm from Bavaria, and thank you for your great work with the podcast. Keep it up. Do you have any opinion about the multi system from Retro Man Cave? It's a better solution than the Amico, so check it out. See ya. Uh,
0: I I don't. What, you, never, what was it? I missed the multi system from Retro Man Cave. No, is that a thing? I guess I haven't seen it though. I'll have to look into it. Uh, since you're in Bavaria, I'm just asking
1: you this question. You bring up the uh, the Amico. Yeah, how do you feel that your tax dollars are literally keeping this console semi afloat? Because your Bavarian tax dollars are going towards games like skiing and cornhole, and I think biplanes. <laughs> And I think Astro Smash. Um, There's like several games. Your tax money in Bavaria is being used for that. So how do you feel about that? Okay, next one.
2: Hey, Pat and Ian. James from Georgia here. I was helping a realtor friend clear out a house, and I was able to find the Donkey Kong and Pac-Man
0: Coleco tabletop arcade toys. Nice. I was wondering... What are some of the coolest things you guys have found in the most unexpected locations? Love the podcast. Stay beautiful, you guys.
1: Guess not, not counting a flea market, obviously. Hmm. Thrift store, Jersey. Found the boxed rob. I was shocked to find that. That was like, though. It was like before this all blew up. That was like 2004, though. I probably spent like 10 bucks on that. That was weird. That was the only video game item in the store. But it wasn't a thrift store. Me, it was like an antique store. Gotcha. In um, New Jersey, off the water somewhere. I can't remember the name. The town.
0: What about you? I can't think of anything. No, you've never found anything like even crazy. I'll even yeah. your garage. Though. How about a garage? So you found something cool? No. I mean, the thing I always get back to is my World of Nintendo sign. Was what I but that was flea market. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, market. you expect you expect to find cool shit at flea
1: markets. Uh, next one.
2: Hey, this is a question for Pat. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, Pat, why do you why do you hate Crash Bandicoot so much? <laughs> I mean. You forgave Sonic for that uh, Nintendo stuff. But why not stuff.
0: <laughs> why can't
2: you? Why why, why can't you forgive Crash Man? He, he did nothing wrong. I was turning to shtick. It was the nineties. He he did nothing wrong. He he's a good guy.
1: Okay. Um, Sarah's partially an act. I don't really give a shit about it, but it's, it makes the show fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Gage from New Mexico.
2: Hi, Gage. So do you think like maybe 10, 15, 20 years, all these niche consoles like the Amico, the Atari VCS, Polymega, maybe even like the Uya, will have a collector's market? No. Kind of similar to say like the CDI or the 3DO oh. or any of those other kind of consoles that failed here in the States. Do you no, no. People to actually start kinda wanting to collect these kind of oddball uh consoles that come out uh,
1: nowadays. I, I actually looked up Gizmondo. I'm looking up trying to see if there's Gizmondo stuff that actually existed um back in the day. Oh, Gizmondo came out. I see the I see the games online. The problem is this. If it was a failure to begin with, you need people to get nostalgic about it in order to buy it again. Otherwise, it has to right. be so fucking out there and weir- weird. weird to have like a crossover like the Apple Pippin it's Apple right so that's right. like a crossover fan base but it, there
0: still isn't might many people who do anything there I, I bring up the hyperscan the
1: hyperscan's only sold between t- 10 and 20,000 and nobody wants I can get I can get a hyperscan with three games and the box is 80 bucks and no, there's no bids on it
0: no bids yeah. and that didn't sell any right hey. uh, it's tough. People have to want this stuff. You can't just, you can't, it's not going to just magically become a collectible because there's not a lot of it. If people don't uh, care, people don't care.
1: I liken it to all the pong clones. A lot of those pong oh, clones, sure. they, they probably never sold like 25,000 of those. But, but like, a lot of them, there's, there's very few that are worth anything. No, I got a bunch of cool ones that you don't see. I think I found one I never saw before at one of the conventions. I went to, oh, it looks like a cool one. It's probably, it probably made it in the Northeast. I saw it at the, at Retro Old Expo in Connecticut. Doesn't mean that's going to be. No one else is going to want it. It doesn't mean it. Next. Pat, Ian, love your Intellivision coverage.
2: This is Leland from the Lelanders, calling all the way from
0: Canada. Do you guys ever worry Amico could sell better than the Switch and you missed a prime investment opportunity (laughs) and Tommy will end up getting the last laugh? YouTubers also mocked the Switch hardcore after its first trailer. They launched with rock, paper, scissors, for God's sakes. Thanks so much. You have the best podcast on YouTube. <laughs>
1: um, some people mocked the Switch, but a lot of people were bullish on it. I was bullish. Ian was bullish. Um, there were, there were, I think there were fanboys of other systems, like Sony. There was a famous Sony fanboy that said the Switch would fail.
0: Um, uh, and, I think and, uh, there, there were people who were normally friendly to Nintendo that I think wa- said it was going to fail too. I think there was a brief moment in time there where it was, and it always happens, but it was real hot to trot out the fucking Nintendo oh, the the articles, dead stuff.
1: That was that's when that's when you you were you were ill. I went off on a couple of people. That guy from the Atlantic, his name was Ian, all like the worst takes ever, and they continued afterwards. I think people wanted to. They didn't like the Wii. A lot of these people. They didn't like the Wii. Right. It was oh motion controls is an affront to my to my persona. They saw the Wii U fail and were like, well, that's evidence. Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing anymore. Look at the Wii U. Um and they said, Well, naturally then the Switch is going to be too experimental. It's going to still have motion controls. It's and they thought they forgot that the fact that it was also a handheld was going to save Nintendo no matter what, which we pointed out. I said, This is going to be the 3DS replacement. So at the very least, you're going to get the 3DS people to buy it no matter what. And it has right. You're never gonna have a you never gonna have a breakout ever again. Probably it's always gonna be a hybrid. They they established the formula there. Uh, next, what, what was with that Leland sound?
2: <laughs> uh, this is a question for Ian. If you could remove one of Pat's soundboard Uh-oh. effects forever, what would it be and why? Also, have while. you heard of 100 decks? And if so, what are your thoughts?
0: What, what was, was the last, the last part? What was the last question? Sorry. I don't know.
2: Also, have you heard of 100 Gex? And if so, what are your thoughts?
0: Uh, yes, I have. I, I don't know. Uh, I, it's, you know, an artist that I keep saying I should probably listen to at some hey, point. And Ian, fuck you. Uh, I would get rid of Big Big because uh, it gets big overused. Big news. Big and big uh, news. you'll probably notice so that I haven't big said big it big since it ended up on the soundboard. Because what's the point? I didn't make those 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 ones, by
1: the way. That's why I say that, that Ian.
2: Oh, please. I mean, t- take a freaking joke, people. Like, seriously. <laughs> take a
1: joke. Take a joke, Ian. Take a joke. Take a joke. I don't use... Oh, I forgot to use this one during the Amico segment. I don't use that one enough. That could be the Amico one. Uh, next one here. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Jeremy, a.k.a. J.B. Huskers, Jeremy. long time fan of you guys. Love interacting with you guys Thanks, on Jeremy. Twitter, talking Thanks. about all sorts of games Thanks, like Thanks, Mr. Me. Driller with uh, with Ian. But I decided I had a very uh, interesting question here for you guys. So I decided to hop on to anchor for the first time. This one's for Ian. Now that you no longer look, uh, work for Luna, do you expect to uh, kind of keep up with the trends? with the employees there in the future with, uh, what sells and what's not, uh, going to sell, you know, just to kind of keep up with what's going on in that industry, or do you expect to just be completely away from it now that you no longer work there? Thanks guys. I,
0: I mean, I actually talked about that when I left Luna, that one of the first things that I was going to lose was kind of my fingers on the pulse of, um, what's happening. And I, 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 you know, I, I, i've been to luna twice since i left i'll probably go again um maybe before i leave to go home uh in december uh just to see what they've got but yeah i mean i i will try to keep up on it but as much as i liked having that knowledge it's also interesting just not having to pay attention to it oh yeah i don't pay attention nearly as much anymore people ask me about the prices and stuff i'm like i don't know yeah. anymore. i don't know I, what? and i'm quickly losing that especially because how how crazy the market had gotten oh, yeah. how much it was fluctuating i would not feel uh, if you asked me to price out a buyback like if you if you right now you brought me a box of stuff and said what can you give me for it i would not have that confidence to be able to go through I, it and tell you i can give you this and it would be fair i was shocked at the prices I even just months i was after. Sho- I,
1: I was shocked at the three conventions i was literally i was like i i, I couldn't believe uh, the inflation uh, on, on this stuff sure all right, next one. Okay, this one is going to be Ian's choice whether or not this stays in the podcast. Because so I put down skip slash semi humorous, and I don't know, I don't remember what this was. So Ian's going to decide if this is going to stay into the final cut.
0: Hey, I was just playing uh,
2: nineteen forty three arcade style with a uh, a new twist. It has this rewind feature, you know, where uh, you screw up in the game and then you rewind it. You know, just like they got in the SNES classic and all that and I'm sure you've seen those features before, but uh, you know. What if there was like a fast forward feature? <laughs> then the game would be over. <laughs> okay, bye.
0: <laughs> Does that stay in the podcast here? Yeah, it can stay in the podcast. Uh, there are definitely like fast forward features or something that I would actually like to see. Uh, in certain kinds, games, you, you, if you suffered that you didn't
1: like it, it's because of Ian. If you enjoyed it, it's also because of Ian. Next.
0: Hey, Pat. Hey, Ian. Hi. It's Zach in Ottawa calling. Ottawa. Um, Ottawa. I was just wondering, actually, Ian in particular, now that you're done uh, working at a game store, do you think you might actually get back into game collecting? No. Uh, seems unlikely. I, I just... I have no interest in really acquiring... More stuff, uh, at least not oh, until I'm you- in, in, in a larger and even if I was in a Vonnie and I might start looking in you know, things like houses next year, even with a house. I just don't want that much stuff. I, it, it it was a, a switch in my brain that turned off sometime like f- between the past five and ten years. And I'm happy it did because I used to love accumulating stuff. And now I really don't ever oh. want to accumulate stuff uh, i'm happy buying my records that is the that is the collection that i allow myself to have that expands and has no real end cap um i will still buy game boy games that i see uh that i want but i'm honestly getting to the point where there's just not many of them anymore oh, that yeah. i want just some very expensive ones and pc engine games same thing i'll keep buying those but that collection's just not gonna get a whole whole lot bigger uh but no i don't really th- i i buy switch stuff physical and mm-hmm. i've got to be honest with you the next nintendo system no, no physical. No, I'm just gonna fucking go digital. You see those little cards you don't want. I, I uh, like them, but
1: it's just like. Well, you come face to face with it when you move, because I did it when I moved, and that yeah. was a horror show. Because you literally have to look in the eye every single thing you own. Oh, yeah. You got to be like, oh, look at all the stuff I own. I can't believe I own that. I can't believe I have, I have 15 different pong clones and you know things like that. Which I think I did at the time. I sold some at SoCal, I believe. All right, do a, a few more here.
0: Hey guys, this is Morgan from Texas. Quick question. What do you think would have happened to the video game industry if Mario would have been released through Sega instead of Nintendo? Thanks, long-time listener, first-time messenger.
1: They would have somehow bungled it like they've done with like half the Sonic.
0: Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a weird Mario. hypothetical, but I mean, uh, without that, if they, if if that, if Mario was it, Mario's huge, but and Mario would be as popular as it ever was because it's a great game, but I don't think they ever would have had the... They would not have built up the the support from additional titles that they needed to get as big as Nintendo.
1: You got time for two more or just one more?
0: Let's just do one more. Just one more? Yeah. Are we going to check in with someone? Yeah.
2: Now, why did everybody have to go and kill my Battle Tanks boner? <laughs> I was all proud of myself, and then I see all these people saying... Tommy stole these assets from two other tank games. Yeah, so what? What are you, the asset police? You know, I'm reading all this while I'm out at Hooters with Miyamoto-san, and I'm like, hey, I hope nobody ever gave you this kind of shit for ripping off Donkey Donkey Panic. And was like, oh, uh, because that was me ripping off myself. Bro. I'm like, oh, see, this is why you're a genius. But never mind that. You heard about that hater who came up to Boston this weekend to try the Amico, and now he's a big fan? Yeah, he even made this apology video on YouTube. You know, it was just text because he didn't want to identify himself. And I don't blame him. You don't want that out there if you're applying for a job and people are looking you up and seeing that you were an Amico hater and they'll throw your resume right in the garbage. <laughs> I'm the wrong music. I wish he would have used that Chicago song. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The day, I'm sorry. i guess you
1: know. Well, Tommy's in a better mood this week than <laughs> yeah. last week. Uh-huh. He's singing Chicago. I, I, I guess great, great success in in Boston. Real quick, uh, there was a throwaway joke about about a uh, pizza last week that people oh, ran yeah. with. That it, people were making videos about. Well, the, the the pizza at the event wasn't Domino's, and I'm like. Look at this! You're you're gonna obsess that much over a throwaway joke? I'm just like, wow! They really have to hang on every fucking word we say. Yeah, that's really what it is. Like, they really have to listen to every single thing that comes out of our mouths every week. It gets pretty crazy. How does that feel, being you, or you feel you have to do that? And and not just that, make like try to rationalize responses about pizza. My God,
0: woo. funny world, out, world up there, Ian. So. It is. It is. I wonder what Tommy's got in store for us this week. Yeah, it seems like we... I thought we'd get a week of respite, and it kept going. Yeah. Well, that's it for the podcast, again.
1: It was a good one. It was fun. Yeah. You gotta grab your lift. See you next week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, real quick, while Ian gets away, if you want to listen to me uh, rail about Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, the trailer at least, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Bye.